You are listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. Welcome back to Reese Smith Field. The Blue Raiders are out on the field. The ceremonial first pitch about to be thrown today is Dewan Braston. We already mentioned is is uh, on the mound with a couple young young men, and they're going to throw the first pitch. But before we have our <laughs> official first pitch, let's pause ten seconds for stations to identify themselves. This is Blue Raider baseball from Learfield. The flagship station for Blue Raider sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Dwayne Hickey, John Cowell alongside for today's finale of the series. Middle Tennessee and St. Bonaventure. The Blue Raiders and the Bonnies. The Blue Raiders have won the first three games of the series. And today they'll send Justin Lee to the mound. Well, Justin Lee is uh, making his third appearance. Both uh, have been in relief to this point. He is thrown, let me find it. There we go. He's thrown a total of six innings, putting up nine runs, four of them earned on ten hits, no walks, three strikeouts, 6.00 ERA with no record. And for Middle Tennessee defensively, they'll line up like this. Jared Vettito will be in left field, Luke Vinson in center, and Eston Snyder in right around the horn. Third baseman will be, of course, Gabe Jennings. Shortstop, Brett Coker. Second baseman, J.T. Mabry. D.J. Wright, the big hero at the plate yesterday with five RBIs and a blast, will play first base. And Jeremiah Boyd will be behind the plate this afternoon. It looks like the order for the Bonnies are really sort of unchanged in the top three John, from yesterday, it'll be Tarnish, Rainkey, and Putney. As we look at uh, what those young men have been able to do so far, Tarnish, uh, 417 in, in the series. He's done, done a pretty nice job from that leadoff spot. Yeah, and uh, not bad for a freshman. Yeah, not bad for a freshman. Speaking of freshmen, we saw six freshman pitchers yesterday from uh, Jason Rathman as he's trying to figure it out. Uh, we talked a little bit yeah. about his his pedigree, but he's he's got a rebuilding project here uh, at St. Bonaventure. Uh, I think we counted up what nine freshman pitchers, uh, yeah, and we we saw how many of them yesterday. One, two, three, four, five, six. So um, there are three, still three in there someplace. <laughs> and leading off will be Jace Tarnish. He'll step to the plate. 417, five hits in the series. Has yet to drive in a run. Bonnie's wearing uh, their home uniforms yeah, they're today. All, they're all white today. All white with uh, brown uh, numerals, brown trim. And Justin Lee with the first pitch. It's a ball low. First pitch at 12.04. So an 1-0 count to the Bonnie leadoff hitter. Lead from the windup. Check swing is going to be bunted almost out there to first base where Wright will scoop it up. He'll flip it to the covering Lee. That'll be a 3-1 ground out. Well, that was an excuse me swing. Uh, he did not mean to. I think he was trying to check his swing, in fact, and instead make contact. Uh, and the Raiders executed just like they do every day in practice. That's. So Lee back to the mound, and he'll deal to Ranky. That breaking ball in there for a strike. It's 0-1, and Ranky really is the hottest hitter on this Bonnie team. He's 5 for 10 in the series, driven in a run. 
scored five, scored some runs himself. The 1-0, the 0-1 grounded out to short where Brett Coker hangs out quickly across the diamond in their two or two away. That's a tough play there for uh, uh, for uh, Coker. It looks easy, but that was a skimmer. Uh, no hops to it. Uh, he had to take that right off the dirt. And it's one of those things, too. He's coming in toward that ball, and it it missed the lip between the dirt and the grass, and that's the other thing you sometimes have to calculate for, and not always do you do it correctly. First pitch to third baseman Jack Putney misses the zone. It's 1-0. and Well, you were talking about uh, the, the production from this top half of the lineup, and they uh, – they have been productive as foul, uh, he fouls one back. It's their bottom part of their lineup. If you go to their bottom four, whoever has been in the bottom four in the first three games, I think there's one hit between them. The 1-1 one, one pitch is going to be fouled back to the screen. It's one and two. I think you're right. I think it's one hit between the bottom third of that order, no matter who it's been. In those, in those uh, seven, eight, nine slides for the St. Uh, Bonaventure Bonnies. And that one hit was, uh, was a double uh, from Pierce Hendershot yesterday, but he's not in the lineup today. There's a ball. It's going to be ripped out in right field. That's going to be a base hit as Putney rips it to left, and Snyder gets it back in quickly. It's a two-out single for Putney. Well, Putney is one of those guys that they're really, really counting on. Uh, off to kind of a slow start this year, but uh, they don't expect him to stay s slow for very long. So the D.H. Thomas Grilly will step into the box. Grilly to this point, 4 for 12, 333 on the young season as this is the first series for St. Bonavich. And that breaking ball from Lee fooled him, and Grilly swings yeah. right through it 0-1. Yeah, it was a big loop and curveball, wasn't it? Came in there about 75 miles an hour, so definitely off speed. Lee now from the stretch with a runner at first and two outs. The 0-1 swung on, fouled at the plate. It's 0-2. Yesterday we saw the Bonnies try to play hit and run a little bit, but early in the game not sure they're going to try to do that here in this spot, especially with an 0-2 count. So Greeley steps back in from the right side. 0-2 is not much of a running count. No, it is not. Lee looks to first, comes to the plate, swung on and missed, strikes him out, and that will end the inning. For the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, no runs, one hit, no errors, one man left on base. We've played half an inning, no score from Murfreesboro, Middle Tennessee, and St. Bonaventure. You're listening to Blue Raider Baseball from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656, or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go, Blue, and I'll see you at the game. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. 
In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Bottom half of the first inning, Middle Tennessee will send Eston Snyder, Brett Coker, D.J. Wright to the plate, one, two, and three for the Blue Raiders as they held the Bonnies scoreless in the top half of the first and headed to the mound for the Bonnies is number 21, Liam Devine. First outing for the, of the season for the graduate student. Come, uh, kind of looks like his delivery is kind of three-quarters. He falls not off. quite side arm, but certainly not over the top. Yeah, it kind of works from that third base side of the rubber and falls off to that side just a little bit as well. Uh, but he's a long, lanky young man. 6'4", 215 out of Ontario. I'm not going to try to pronounce the town in Ontario because I will mispronounce it. looks like Gulap, Ontario. Oh, that's, uh, that's Guelph. Gelf, okay. See, Gelf. I told you I shouldn't have tried to pronounce it. Uh-huh. Gelf, Ontario in Canada. Well, you've, your problem is you've got one of those I've uh, got a middle su- Tennessee. I've got a su- no, not only a, not only a middle Tennessee tongue, but a southern middle Tennessee yeah. tongue. So that makes it doubly bad. He also, uh, uh, <laughs> young. <laughs> so Divine played at Monroe Community College before coming to St. Bonaventure. Throw down to second base, and we're almost ready here in the bottom half of the first inning. As we mentioned, it'll be let off by Eston Snyder. Eston kind of scuffling in this series, one for 12, looking to kind of hit a hit back. I don't think he's had a hit yesterday or in the second game on Friday. I think the hit came in first game on on Friday. But, you know, yesterday he had a, he had a ball that was caught with the out left fielder, had his back to the wall, what, a foot short of being a grand slam home run. First pitch. To Snyder's a breaking ball, finds the outer corner for a strike. It's 0-1. And then he had another one uh, drive to, to left center field that sent the left fielder, uh, well, both the outfielders to the wall. So The 0-1, high and away, 1-1. One one. Not like he's uh, not making contact. This is true. Yeah, you, you go through uh, those overs, and I'm only seeing uh, one strikeout in there. So the 1-1 pitch to Snyder. Fastball in the inner half, one and two. So if you're going up there and making contact, uh, and you're good, uh, good enough hitter, and he is, with enough speed, which he's got, it's going to all average out. The one two, that bends in and down for ball two, two and two. Snyder at a Page High School, over in Williamson County, Tennessee. His dad, Dwayne, friend of mine, has uh, played his uh, collegiate ball at David Lipscomb University. Or I guess it's just Lipscomb University now. The 2-2. That ball's ripped foul down the third baseline. Count remains. Two balls, two strikes. Reese Smith Field, 330 down the lines, 365 into the power alleys, 395 to dead center. The batter's eye, oh, roughly about 20 feet above, above the wall out there in center. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on, that ball's going to be hit in right field. Base hit for Eston Snyder. Good start to the Middle Tennessee bottom half of the first. That was good hitting, Johnny. Kind of held, he kind of guided it a little bit, held his hands back. It was off speed. I don't think he got fooled, but certainly it 
initiated that swing a little early yeah. and, and just kind of guided that ball into right field. And when I opposite field, uh, I, I love to see uh, folks uh, just making contact, hitting the ball where uh, where it's pitched. So Brett Coker steps in. Coker takes the first pitch from Divine inside for a ball. Coker. Good weekend so far, four for 11, three runs driven in for by the Blue Raiders shortstop. Pitch now, or excuse me, Divine, instead of going to the plate, goes to first. Snyder really had a short lead. Yeah, that was not his A move. Well, certainly not from a left-hander, that's for sure. Left-hander back to the bump, looks to first, now comes to the plate. Coker takes that pitch for a strike. It's one and one. As we mentioned, Devine Long, lanky, 6'4". He's got that almost a classical left-handed pitching frame. The 1-1 pitch, high and away, 2-1. and one. Okay, 2-1, and one, that's a pretty good running count. So let's see what, uh, what the Raiders decide to do here. Well, the body's definitely playing for the double play up the middle. Snyder with a good lead away from first now. 2-1 to the plate. Swung on and missed by Coker. Big cut at a ball that appeared to be a little high and maybe away. Yeah, that uh, that, that might have been a changeup. Might have been a curveball. It was slow, though. 79. 2-2 two two the count to the Blue Raiders shortstop. Back in the box from the right side and the pitch. He nubs it out toward third. Little line, soft liner caught easily there by Putney for out number one. Little humpback liner is what they call that. Got in on Coker's thumbs, it appeared. He didn't really get a lot on that. And that'll be the first out here in the Blue Raider bottom half of the first. And it brings up... DJ Wright, DJ's had a had a weekend. <laughs> six for 12, six RBI, five of those coming yesterday with a big blast. Hitting 462 on the on the season. And there goes the runner. Snyder's going to have that base stolen easily. And that was on the pitcher, John, because we saw DeJohn yesterday throw out a couple of runners yeah. with ease. Snyder got a great jump and just a deliberate sort of move to the plate by Devine allowed Snyder to get into second easily. Now you've got a runner in scoring position for DJ. So right back in the box, it's a 1-0 count as that pitch was called a ball and Devine <laughs> steps off the mound. There's nobody back there. He just sort of fakes a toss and Snyder steps back toward the bag. Eston with a good lead away from second base. Now kind of half step back and the pitch to the plate. That's in there for a strike. Good pitch that from a, Devine. That was a breaking ball. So Snyder at second after singles, singling and stealing a base. Coker lines out right at the plate. 1-1 one, one pitch to the Blue Raider first baseman. Snyder bluffs a go, and, man, he had a heck of a jump. <laughs> and the second baseman, Holcraft, Stepped back over, and Snyder had to slam on the brakes and reverse course. Yeah, if uh, Devine had uh, been quick to the the bag, they would have uh, they would have had him most yeah. likely. So one one still due to right. Here comes the pitch. He's going to nub it out towards shortstop, and Snyder will go to third. The shortstop 
Biarginan will go across the diamond to Zablewski. Say that three times fast for uh, the, the, the one you're having trouble <laughs> with is Biagian. Biagian. So right, that's a ground out 6-3, but it advances the runner to third base. And you got uh, Jeremiah Boyd with a, with a seven-game hitting streak at work here. Got his uh, extended that streak in his first at bat yesterday. So Blue Raider catcher steps in, takes a breaking ball. They kind of got in on the hands a little bit, but did catch the inside of the plate for a strike. It's 0-1. You know what? If I'm a Blue Raider hitter, I think I'm going to the plate looking for breaking balls. The 0-1. That one, fastball's up and away. His fastball's only not a lot of difference between his fastball and his from a speed standpoint. Fastball's coming in at about 85-86. The breaking ball's coming in at about 70 78, 79, so not a great differential there. Yeah, it looks to me like they're using the fastball just to show it. And that fastball at 84 is up and in, yeah, count now two and one. Looks to me like they're trying to throw the breaking pitch for, for strikes. So Devine working from the third base side of the rubber to the right-handed hitting Boyd. Here comes the pitch. Boyd's going to loop a single out there into left field. Base hit. Run scored as wow. Eston Snyder comes in to score on the single by Jeremiah Boyd, who now has an eight-game hitting streak. You got to keep that bat in the lineup, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you uh, you may have to teach Jeremiah to play first, third, somewhere in the outfield, DH. He's going to catch, you know that. But uh, certainly he is uh, the graduate student from Presbyterian is – Making an impression. Yeah, early in the season for sure. That's going to bring up Briggs Rudder, Rudder, the DH today. He caught yesterday, and Rudder having a good series. Five for seven this weekend. Takes the first pitch from Diaz, excuse me, Devine, uh, wide of the mark. It's 1-0. and oh. So Middle Tennessee on top here early. one nothing, two outs here. Bottom of the first runner on first. And that ball's going to be ripped up the middle base hit by Rudder. Rudder now six for eight on the weekend as Boyd will stop at second as Tarnish gets the ball back in quickly. And you're talking about hot hitters. Here's the hot hitter for you. Certainly number is. Number four, Jared, Jared Vettito, seven <laughs> runs batted in on the weekend. He is... Four for seven, so seven plate appearances, seven RBIs, three walks, in, well, ten plate appearances. He had three walks yesterday. He'll step in from the left side with two outs and runners at first and second. The pitch from Devine is in there for a strike. Medito one for three against left-handers, so He's not afraid of the matchup. Squared stance of the pitch. He's going to foul it at the plate to even the count, or actually to run the count to no balls, two strikes. So Vettito, freshman from Gallatin, played his prep ball at Davidson Academy. Two on, two out here in the Blue Raider first. one nothing Middle Tennessee. Here's the pitch. Strike three oh. called, but fastball on the inner half gets 
Veneto looking for the final out of the inning. But for Middle Tennessee, one run on three hits. There were no Bonnie errors. They left two men on base. We've played one full inning. It's one nothing Middle Tennessee back with the top of the second. This is Middle Tennessee baseball from Learfield. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip with its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans. It's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. one nothing Middle Tennessee as we head to the top of the second inning. I want to say thank you to our friends from the law offices of John Day. They bring us our injury report on a game-by-game basis. Murfreesboro Personal Injury Law Firm and a proud sponsor of Middle Tennessee. And we're proud to report today that Middle Tennessee doesn't have any injuries. So uh, we, we hope to stay that way as long as possible. Baseball is a game that sometimes lends itself to injuries uh, and I'm sure at some point in the season un- we'll have to unfortunately use that to report some injuries. Back on the mound for inning number two will be Justin Lee in that first inning. Gave up only one hit. That was a single to Putney but Putney was stranded at first base when Grilly struck out to end the inning. Yeah, the- finished that with a first vision bank uh, strikeout. First Vision Bank is proud partner of MTSU Athletics and the official strikeout partner for the season. And Jackson DeJohn, the catcher, will step in to the box for the Bonnies. DeJohn yet to have a hit this season. And he's going to check swing again, bunt it out there toward first base. That's where Wright hangs out. And Lee comes over from the mound, another 3-1 put out, and another check swing easy out. And uh, another example of why you do pitchers infield practice every, every day. So Evan Dieter will step in playing right field today. He came in late in the game yesterday and got a double, earned himself a starting opportunity today, the first pitch to Dieter from Lee is high and outside, ball one. So Dieter actually 500 on the season, one for two. He swings the next pitch, nubs it down the first baseline. This one's going to be taken all by himself. That's D.J. Wright for the second out. What, about six, eight inches fair all the way down the line? You kept expecting it to, to spin out, and it did not. Two quick outs. First You really did. I, I really kind of paused for a second because I thought there's no way that makes it all the way to the bag. And, and give D.J. Wright a lot of credit. He, he waited, allowed it to get beyond the bag, gloved it, and stepped right on the bag for the out. 
And that's going to bring up Chet Zablewski, and he's having a little conversation with the third base coach at the moment. I think it's uh, the conversation is let's make Lee throw more than two pitches in an inning. Right now, now. Zablewski uh, appeared in uh, game two on Friday. Uh, was 0 for 3, was hit once, struck out twice. So Zablewski will step in from the right side. First pitch fastball for a strike. It's 0 and 1. You might be right. <laughs> <laughs> so Lee back to the windup. Zablewski's going to take the second one, drive it into right field for a base hit. Good piece of hitting there by Chet Zablewski as he gets the second hit of the game for the Bonnies. And that's uh, just the uh, the second hit of the series from the bottom four in, in the lineup. The number 26, Chris Holcraft. Uh, if, you, uh, if you've got that big a, a chunk of your lineup that's not producing, it's, it's really tough. Chris Holcraft, the second baseman, gets a start at second base today, steps in to the box. Holcraft hitless on the season. Zablewski at 6'5 at first base. I'm not sure he's much of a threat to run. First pitch to Holcraft is high for a ball, 1-0. Yeah, Zablewski, 6'5, played at St. Mary's before coming to St. Bonaventure. He's at first. Holcraft in the box takes a breaking ball. That one stays a little bit too far inside. It's 2-0. and And now Lee kind of running into his first little bit of trouble here so far behind 2-0. 2 pitch. That's a fastball that misses Money. wide of the mark. 3-0. and Didn't miss by much. A little bit low maybe. Low yeah. and yeah, Boyd tried to frame it. Couldn't a little quite low and away. So Lee with a 3-0 count, a runner on first, two outs. And that's the obligatory fastball right down the middle. And Holcraft acted like he was going to trot down toward first base. But home plate umpire Aaron Davis said, no, sir, that's a strike, three and one. Lee now from the stretch, working from the third base side of the rubber. And he's going to get Holcraft to foul this one off down the third base, or excuse me, first baseline and out of play. It's gotten the count full at three and two. Now you'll see uh, Zablewski running. <laughs> yeah, Holcraft, another freshman utility infielder playing here for the Bonnies. Zablewski goes, and the pitch is wide the mark, ball four. So Zablewski will be at second. Holcraft will trot down to first after the base on balls. That is only the third walk the Blue Raider pitchers have issued Short this weekend. 18, Artin Biagion. Artin the shortstop, comes to the plate. He is also hitless. He's played in all three games of the series, but has not been able to muster a hit. First pitch to him, fastball wide of the mark. 1-0. Looks like Lee's struggling a little bit with that fastball. It's getting wide out into that left-handed batter's box. We'll see if he can kind of rein, rein it back in right now. Two, two men on, two outs here in the Bonnie top half of the second. The 0-1 fastball There's in there a for a strike. 
one and one. Yeah, he, he, so frustrating. You get the first two and and really easily. I mean, you could yeah. could have gotten out of the inning with less than ten pitches, but Lee having to work just a little bit now. The one one swung on and missed. Great breaking ball. Biagian out in front. I think I'd throw him that same pitch again. <laughs> yeah, he was so far out in front. The bat was through the zone, I think, before the ball maybe even got to the front of the batter's box. Yeah, well. So now 1-2. Lee trying to work out of trouble here in the second. That ball bounces in the dirt, gets away from Boyd, and both runners will advance 90 feet as Zablewski will move over to third, Holcraft down to second. That's going to be a wild pitch from Lee. The deuce is wild. Two on, two out, two-two count. Something, something's going to happen here to break the break those twos. Lee from the stretch looks at the runner at third, which is a blueski, and comes to the plate. Swung on and missed. Struck him out to end the inning. That's another first vision strikeout. So four. The Bonnies, no runs on one hit, no errors. There were two men left on base. We've played one and a half. Your score, Middle Tennessee one, St. Bonaventure nothing. This is Blue Raider baseball from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Welcome back to Reese Smith Field. Dwayne Hickey, John Callow alongside Middle Tennessee up 1-0 heading in to the bottom of the second inning. Uh, Dwayne Hickey filling in for Bob Jamison, who was sitting in for Dick Palmer. So once again, it's the we, we've gone three deep on the on the roster here. And I still Mr. haven't Callow. seen Mr. Palmer since uh, since March, or since last May in the in the booth. So well, certainly uh, middle. He was on assignment with Middle Tennessee women's basketball, who got a big victory on the road at Louisiana Tech yesterday in exciting fashion, 61-59. And the Middle Tennessee men get a big victory at home over Louisiana Tech last night uh, to keep their uh, hopes of getting a first round bye in the conference tournament alive. So Middle Tennessee here in the second inning will send J.T. Mabry to the plate. He's first pitch swinging and. Pops it straight up in the air. First baseman Zablewski coming down the line. <laughs> I tell you what, John, he makes the play, but that is the fourth pop-up in the last two days that we've seen, and every player has had a hard time getting under it. And there's, well, as you can see, the wind is now freshening and has gone from 
the right field corner toward the left field corner, so that made that play a little bit tougher. Zablewski, give him credit, he stayed with it and used two hands. That two hands makes a difference. That'll bring up Gabe Jennings, the third baseman, stepping in from the right side. He squares to bunt, pulls back the bat, takes a strike. It's 0-1. Jennings 2 for 11 with four runs batted in here in the series. You know, a bunt here would be interesting. The way that Devine falls off the mound to the third base side. And that pitch, the, one, the 0-1 pitch, skips between the feet of Jennings. Thought we might have had our 100th hit batter in this. <laughs> had five or six hit batters between the two squads yesterday. I think it was six. Yeah, a bunt uh, towards the second baseman would. Uh... Instead, Jennings is fully swinging, pops it up down the first baseline. That's going to twist foul. And both Zablewski and Holcraft were over there but couldn't make a play. Count now one and two. Holcraft ran out from underneath his hat. He did. Jennings out of Lebanon, Tennessee, played his prep ball at Wilson Central High School, steps back in. A little bit of an open stance. The one-two pitch. A little too far inside from Devine, or even the count at two and two. Sun trying to peek through here at Reese Smith Field. Still a lot of clouds, but certainly a lighter, a little bit lighter than it has been the last two days. Well, it was supposed to be uh, warm up a little bit today, but we haven't seen that yet. The 2-2 pitch dribbled at the plate just like a bunt. Will anybody be able to make a play? Oh, what a great play. What a great play by Devine as he has to go down on his backside and just backhand flips it to Zablewski at first base. And Zablewski, give him credit, good footwork because he wasn't on the base initially and gets his yeah. foot back just in time to beat Jennings. And I tell you what, that was not a, a, a clear sight either. There were a lot of bodies converging uh, at the same time. That'll bring up Luke Vinson, the Middle Tennessee center fielder. Vinson, three for 11 in the series. As we talked about, he's nice to have in that number nine hole because he's almost like another leadoff hitter with his speed. And he's uh, two for six against uh, left-handers. And Devine misses with that first pitch well into the right-handed batter's box. He got up a little awkwardly after making that play as mm. if he might have stretched something. It was an awkward. He kind of slipped on his way down. Let's see if he's okay. The 1-0 pitch, high, 2-0 to and Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You know, early in his career, Luke really struggled against left-handed pitching, but uh, as he's matured, he's gotten better at it. Shows bunt. And take, pulls the bat back, takes it for a strike. It's two balls, one strike. Luke out of Oakland High School in this city, Murfreesboro, so a lot of folks here have a chance to watch a hometown boy. See if he can get it going here in the Middle Tennessee second. And the pitch, he's going to hit it in the air into short left center field. Back goes the shortstop, Biaginon, and he makes the catch as he falls to the ground. If he doesn't make the play, that's going to be a base hit. So good play by the Bonnie shortstop to end the inning. And for Middle Tennessee, no runs, no hits, no errors, no one left on base. We've played two complete. 
Middle Tennessee won. St. Bonaventure nothing. This is Blue Raider Baseball from Learfield. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit willfraleylaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Justin Lee back to the mound for his third inning of work. So far, he's given up only two hits to the Bonnies. And here in the third inning, he'll face the top of the order Tarnish, Rainkey, and Putney. Putney with one of the two hits given up by Justin Lee. He's also got a couple of strikeouts, though. No, you don't. You, if you can throw a strikeout an inning, you're going to end up with uh, some strikeouts over the course of the season, aren't you? Yes, sir, you are. Typically nine a game if you go four innings. Or <laughs> nine innings, correct. So, Jace Tarnish back in. He grounded out. His first pitch swing hits a oh. wicked line drive at Coker. It hit. It was hit right at Coker and then started to tail. It, it changed toward, directions. Yeah, toward center field, sort of a yeah. screwball motion. And Coker had to plant his foot, stop, and make the play. But one pitch, one out here in the St. Bonaventure third. Ranky now. Ranky grounded out to Coker last time. He takes the first pitch. That one right down Main Street. Fastball for a strike. It's 0-1. Ranky, the left fielder for the St. Bonaventure squad. Lee working quickly, and Ranky fouls it down the first baseline and out of play, 0-2. That's one of the things I'm, I really like about uh, the way uh, Jerry Myers coaches these pitchers. He likes to keep them, uh, keep them busy. That keeps your infield, uh, your defense uh, on its toes. Certainly does. That pitch is high for ball one. And, and with the new rules this year, with having to get that pitch, you know, quickly, and, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of new rules. Pitchers have to throw within 20 seconds, and batters have to be ready. And that pitch is hit on the ground out to Coker. Coker is going to bobble it and not be able to make a play. That's going to be an E6. So, Ranky reaches – on the air by Coker. He bobbled it initially as it hit his glove, and then he went to reach for it on the ground and missed it again. And by that point, Rinky was well down the line. It was There was going to be no no option or no ability to throw him out. Yeah, the important thing is he kept the ball in front of him and uh, limited the damage. Now let's see a double play ball. So first, uh, instead, <laughs> instead of going to the plate, Lee goes to first base and Nice play there by 
DJ Wright to kind of keep that one. That was a fastball he the, threw over there, wasn't it? In the building. <laughs> so Putney has a single. He steps into the box. How about a 4-6-3 double play here? Here's the pitch from Lee. That fastball is going to be a little bit too far inside. It's 0-1. As we mentioned earlier, Putney batting 231. He's got three hits and an RBI in this series. And looking to get St. Bonaventure's offense started here in the top of the third. He's going to swing. He's going to rip that ball into center field. That's going to be a base hit. Nice play by Vincent to cut it off before it can get into the right center field gap and hold Ranky at second. And Putney now two for two with two singles. And that will bring up Thomas Grilly, who struck out to end the first. Uh, Putney was one of their leading hitters a year ago, so he was not going to be a one, uh, what is it, uh, it was 167 hitter. Correct. He's not a 167 hitter. You can tell that just by watching him. Yeah, Grilly comes in batting 308 with four hits, four runs batted in, and Justin Lee in a little bit of trouble here in the third with two on. Yesterday, uh, 0 for 4 with three of those ground balls, so. And I'd like to see one of those ground balls now. First pitch to Grilly is a strike on the outer half of the plate. It's 0-1. Lee looks in to get the sign. Comes set from the stretch and the pitch. Breaking ball misses just wide of the mark. It's 1-1. One one. Lee 6'2", 205, freshman out of Mount Juliet, Tennessee. A lot of local players on this Blue Raider squad. The 1-1 instead. Lee spins to force. Stepped off and yeah, spun. Ran, yeah, Ranky, Ranky back to second. Ranky dives into the bag. And the only problem was there was Middle Tennessee's infielders hadn't moved. So Lee did not throw, so he's back to the rubber looks back to second comes to the plate ball wide of the mark two and one <clears throat> middle tennessee leads one nothing here top of the third but the bonnies are threatening with two on runners at first and second with one out yeah ground ball though could get uh get you out of here get them out of this trouble middle tennessee playing double play depth up the middle to the plate, breaking ball fouled away. It's two and two, and Grilly did Lee a favor there because that ball was in on his hands. I don't think it was in the zone, but Grilly couldn't hold his swing and fouls it off. So another 2-2 count to the Bonnie D.H., Lee comes to the plate. That ball is going to be swung on and fouled down the third baseline weakly and out of play. Count remains two and two. And home plate umpire Aaron Davis needs a supply of baseballs. And Middle Tennessee's personnel glad to oblige. So Greeley back in. Crowds the plate just a little bit. 2-2 pitch. He's going to swing and miss. Strike three. Third strike out of the afternoon. And that's yet another First Vision uh, Bank strikeout. 
Don't strike out on your banking services. First Vision Bank providing more power to your business. Second time Grilly has struck out in this game. He's he's recorded two of the three strikeouts that Lee has, and that'll bring up Jackson DeJean. And first the play behind Lee as he throws to second to drive Ranky back a little bit. DeJean, as we mentioned, uh, the catcher has caught three of the four games. He grounded out. And he to pitched, first. He, uh, he pinch hit in the game that he uh, didn't catch. First pitch from Justin Lee, a little bit low and in. Still looking for his one and first hit on the season. Lee looks back to second, comes to the plate. Ball's going to be hit in the air down the right field line. That could be trouble. It's twisting, and it goes foul as – that time, Snyder was a little bit, maybe a little further off the line than normal, and that ball luckily twisted foul by about eight or nine feet. And you also wonder uh, if, if maybe we got a slow track out there today what? with all the the rain that this outfield has taken. Uh, it's a, a, the, I've always been amazed at how well they built this field, how, how well it drains. But even so, a lot of rain probably – uh, a little, little wet. slower track. 1-1 one, one pitch. Swung on. That's going to be tapped back toward short. Coker comes quickly. Can't make the play. It'll be an infield hit. You know, uh, on uh, that play, Justin Lee was trying to make up his mind whether or not to field the ball. Right. And as slowly as that was hit, he probably should have gone ahead yep. and made the play. So now instead you have an infield hit. And you've got the bases loaded. And Evan Dieter, the right fielder, who uh, came in late in the game yesterday, as we mentioned, got a double. He grounded out first base unassisted back in the second inning. The Middle Tennessee needs another out here, and Dieter's going to pop it up over the Blue Raider dugout out of play 0-1. So Justin Lee in a little bit of trouble here in the third inning. Two on, excuse me, three on, two out. Bases are loaded for probably, Dieter. Probably should have been out of this inning. Had a couple of chances to be out of this inning. An E6 and then a slow roller have loaded the bases. The 0-1, high and away, one and one. I, 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 I think that uh, – what would you call it, uh, uh, his uh, confusion about whether or not to make that play. Uh, that might be just a, kind of a freshman mistake. Absolutely. Pitch in the zone, fouled away down the first baseline, one and two, the count. I, I suspect that Jerry Myers will talk to him about uh, pitchers, you know, become infielders, and they have to be able to field their position. Yeah, it was just a little bit of a chopper. I think he was going to have to move toward the third base side, reach across his body, and thought maybe Coker can make a better play, but they'll learn from it. The one-two pitch, swung on and missed. Strike three, and Justin Lee records his fourth strikeout of the afternoon that gets him out of the inning. But for the Bonnies, no runs, one hit, one Middle Tennessee error, three men left on base. We have played two and a half. Middle Tennessee still holds a one nothing lead. This is Blue Raider Baseball from Learfield. 
For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. For Middle Tennessee in the bottom of the third inning, they'll send the top of the order. Eston Snyder, Brett Coker, DJ Wright to the plate. Middle Tennessee owns a 1-0 lead here as we head to the bottom half of the third inning. Dwayne Hickey, John Callow alongside. Oh, I see. We've had a a visitor. Yeah, the uh, cookies. That was uh, the, the Witherspoon. I was going to say Don and Hannah Witherspoon. And I always, I always appreciate cookies. And no, Mr. Palmer, if you're listening, we're not going to save any for you. That is, uh, <laughs> he knows that. He knows that. <laughs> Glad you could join us on a overcast, but somewhat improving weather Sunday afternoon. Middle Tennessee trying to get the sweep of St. Bonaventure as they've won the first three games of the series. Won a doubleheader on Friday. Won a 17-1 blowout here yesterday afternoon, and lead one nothing here as we head to the top of, excuse me, the bottom of the third inning with Eston Snyder, who singled and scored back in the first. First pitch from Divine is wide of the mark to the Blue Raider right fielder. It's one and zero. Snyder singled, stole second, and then came in to score on Boyd's. Actually, actually, it was on. Uh, Rudders single. Swung on and missed. That fastball looked appeared to be a little high and wide, and Snyder couldn't quite hold the bat. Swings through it. It's one and one. Was that mid-80s he's throwing? Somewhere in there, about 84, 85. Yeah. The one-one pitch, that one's bends low and in, two and one. I was sitting here thinking about Liam Devine just a little bit. He's got a little bit of John Candelaria in him, if you, you think? if you remember that far back. Some some of us do, some of us don't. That pitch is in there for a strike. It fooled Snyder as he. Uh, I think he was expecting something. I think he was expecting the express and and or expecting the local and got the express. I should say. I think he also probably thought it was a little bit low. Two two count to the Blue Raider leadoff batter. He's going to swing and miss at a ball out of the zone and go down swinging. So first out here in the third is Snyder striking out. First, actually, second strike out of the game for Divine. Brett Coker comes to the plate. The Blue Raider shortstop hit a little humpback liner to third base in his first at bat. And then second at bat, he gets hit between the one and the three. That one just 
that one had to hurt, John. We talked about it yesterday. <laughs> there was five or six batters hit yesterday between the two teams, but that one was square in the numbers. That one had to sting even though it is a little bit warmer today than it was yesterday. I'm looking at, uh, let's see, uh, they hit six guys in the first game on Friday, five in the second. What's that, 11? Yep. And then they hit six more yesterday. So that's 17. Right. That's the 18th hit batter of this series. Wow. <laughs> and DJ Wright will step into the box. That's, Go ahead. That's just I, I've never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> Me either. If you're not going to walk him, you hit him, right? Yeah, the Blue Raider first baseman grounded out to short in his first at bat. He's first pitch swinging and scatters the Bonnie dugout down there as he rips one foul down the third base line. You know, uh, Dwayne, we've got a really uh, – you're speaking of the uh, Bonnie dugout, nice contingent of, uh, of uh, fans that have made that long trip. I saw a number of New York State uh, – License plates out in the parking lot last night. Well, hopefully they've enjoyed their time here, at least hospitality-wise. Maybe not baseball-wise, but hospitality-wise. Is that pitch to right is a little high, evens the count one and one. And the Bonnies will drive back home today after the game and then fly out to New Mexico for their next game. As that ball is going to be hit on the ground is short. Flip to second for one. On to first. Double play. To end the Blue Raider in third inning. That's a 6-4-3 double play executed by St. Bonaventure. So Middle Tennessee in the third. No runs, no hits, no errors, and no man left on base. We've played three complete. It's one nothing Middle Tennessee. You're listening to Blue Raider Baseball, powered by Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school, or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider sports. We head to the top of the fourth inning. Middle Tennessee on top of St. Bonaventure, 1 0. Uh, Blue Raider third inning ended courtesy of a double play by St. Bonaventure. Justin Lee heads back to the mound for his fourth inning of work in the first three innings. He's recorded four strikeouts, given up three hits. And has not walked about – actually has walked one batter, I should say. Yeah, line score through three uh, for the Bonnies. Uh, was that 0-4-0? And for the Raiders, 1-3-1. and So the one, the one error by Blue Raider shortstop Brett Coker as Jeremiah Boyd makes the throw down to second. And home plate umpire Aaron Davis puts his mask on and steps back behind Boyd. And we'll see Zablewski, Holcraft, First baseman number seven to lead off 
the yeah, this is fourth. that uh, bottom third of the lineup that uh, has been pretty unproductive over the over the weekend. Zablowski singled and was stranded at third back in the second inning. Yeah, that was only the second hit we've seen from that uh, from the bottom of the uh, lineup. Here in the, we're all the way into the four games now. First two pitches to Zablowski from Lee are balls. It's two and zero. Oh. So Lee had a little trouble in the third inning. Onto that though was having to pitch around that uh, that error with one out. The two zero pitch to Zablowski hits it, catches him on the. I think it caught him on that front elbow, and that's got to sting a little bit as well. So. Well, he had lots of padding on, though. The body armor. I don't know how I feel about that. There are, there are days I, I guess I'm okay with it, but I think it also means the umpires probably should look, work a little harder in calling the play correctly when a batter makes no attempt to get out of the way. If you're going to be have that padding on, it's not going to hurt you. Then uh, you know you, uh, you tend to uh, be a little more courageous, huh? Is that what you're uh, saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. His first pitch, the whole craft is low into the dirt. Nice play by Boyd to keep it in front of him. It's one and zero. Oh. So Zablowski begins the fourth for St. Bonaventure, being hit by a pitch from Lee. He's at first, and Holcraft, who walked and was stranded at second, is in the uh, second inning is at the plate. The 1-0 pitch, that one's in the meat of the zone for a strike. It's one and one. I wonder how many young people over the history of baseball have become non-players because they took a fastball when they were 10 years old. It, uh, <laughs> it didn't stop me, but it made me think, that's for sure. The 1-1 pitch, that one breaking ball and a beauty on the inner half for a strike. It's one and two. I remember taking a couple in the ribs. The one that hurt the most that I remember was a ball that bounced and got me in the ankle. Oh, gosh. That's like uh, getting hit on the funny bone, isn't it? One-two pitch, driven back up the middle, right past Coker, who dived but couldn't quite make the play. Ball into center field, picked up quickly there by Vincent, and back-to-back runners have reached base as that is a single by Holcraft, driving Zablowski to second. Now, uh, Justin Lee has got his uh, his plate full now. Yeah, Artin Biagian, the shortstop, who started that double play to end the top half or the bottom half of the third inning, will step into the plate. Still looking for his first hit on the season, and Middle Tennessee would like to see him do what he did or what he initiated in the bottom half of the last inning, and that's hit into a double play. But Showing gonna, bunt. Yeah, he's going to square to bunt. Let's see what I happens. I think they're going to try and move the runner. And he squares to bunt, gets it down perfectly, and Jennings goes to first to Wright to get him out. Uh, it's Mabry covering the bag. Uh, it is Mabry. You're correct. As Wright came charging, Zablowski will move over to third. Holcraft will move to second, and that's a sacrifice. That will be 5-4 if my, yep, that is, my positioning is correct. I think you nailed that one, Dwayne. I was trying to give uh, – I was cutting the shortstop out of the play yesterday on one of those, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that will bring up the top of the order and tarnish who has grounded out and lined out. 
And now we've got runners at second and third with one out. And the pitch from Lee, ooh, that looked good, but the home plate umpire Aaron Davis did not agree with Coach me. Coach Jerry Myers wants to go talk to his, uh, to his young pitcher. And so Myers will head out to the mound. Boyd will join him as well. A little working going on in the Blue Raider bullpen. Looks like I th think that's 29, John. Can I see that? In my, is my vision good or bad there? I can't tell. It was a two for sure. Yeah, and I think you're right. And that would be Caleb Peterson, a 6'4", 185-pound freshman out of Stewart's Creek High School. Yeah, he's just getting started yeah. with his throwing, though. Yeah. So yeah. This, uh, is, this is just a, a settle-down visit, kind of get the bullpen started. As uh, Coach Myers is going to head back to the Blue Raider dugout on the first base side, and Jeremiah Boyd will head back behind the plate. And as we mentioned, Tarnish will step into the box. Tarnish was hitting 417 coming into the game, now down to 357. And Middle Tennessee trying to find a way to uh, another strikeout here would be good for the Blue Raiders. Lee's first pitch is going to be chopped on the ground out towards second. Mabry's got it. He'll make the play to first just in time, but a runner will score and tie the game. So Middle Tennessee gave up the run for the out as that will be a 4-3 ground out by Tarnish, but it will score Zablewski from third and tie the game at one. Holcraft moves up to third. That was a good piece of hitting by Tarnish, hitting behind the runners and advancing and scoring. And that, I think, is going to be it because here comes Jerry Myers. Yeah, so... Adam Ranke will see a different Blue Raider pitcher. And as we as Coach Myers makes the call to the bullpen, we'll stop and take a break and tell you that it's one nothing middle actually 1-1 Middle Tennessee and St. Bonaventure. The call to the bullpen will be back with a new Blue Raider pitcher right after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. Middle Tennessee has made the call to the bullpen, but before we give you the stats on the new pitcher, we need to pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves. This is Middle Tennessee Baseball from Learfield. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Dwayne Hickey, John Callow alongside Middle Tennessee and St. Bonaventure squared at one, and we have a new Blue Raider pitcher here in the top half of the fourth inning. That'll be Caleb Peterson. He'll be making his second appearance of the season. 
He's thrown one inning. He gave up a run. It was earned in that uh, uh, in that outing. One walk, two strikeouts. So that's a, a nine ERA because one inning, one run. But so Peterson will come to the mound to replace Justin Lee, who went three and two thirds. He's given up five hits. The runner on third base is still his responsibility. So to this point, he's given up one run, and Caleb Peterson's going to try to keep it at only one run. One walk, four strikeouts, and one hit batter. And a, a wild pitch in there as well. So Peterson, the freshman, will have an opportunity to keep his squad square if he can wiggle out of this top half of the fourth inning. And he's going to face Adam Ranky. Ranky, who grounded out to short and then reached on an error in his two plate appearances today. Peterson working from the third base side of the rubber. Off-speed pitch bends wide of the plate. It's 1-0. So Holcraft down at third. He singled. Zablewski scored prior to that. Peterson, second offering. That ball's in the dirt, gets beyond Boyd, and that wild pitch will score a run, and Middle Tennessee trails for the first time in the series. 2-1, St. Bonaventure on top. So that closes the book on uh, Justin Lee. Two runs, both earned. So the wild pitch allows Holcraft to score from third. It's a 2-0 count now to, to Ranky. He's going to swing and miss at the fastball from Peterson. It's 2-1. Peterson back on the rubber from the stretch. Ball's going to be hit on the ground right to Jennings at third. He comes up, throws across the diamond to get Good Ranky, and that will end the inning for St. Bonaventure. But the Bonnies have scored two runs on one hit. There were no Blue Raider errors, and there were no there were no players left on base. We played three and a half, and St. Bonaventure has taken the lead over Middle Tennessee. It's 2-1 Bonnies. We head to the bottom of the fourth after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. 
The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We head to the bottom half of the fourth inning. A new score, a new leader. That's St. Bonaventure. They score two in the top of the fourth. The second one courtesy of a wild pitch. Well, this is actually the second time in this series that they've led. Oh, okay. Because in game one on Friday, they scored in the top of the first. Raiders came back with two in the bottom of the first and tied it. So, okay. Um, it's uh, We've got the right people to come back and get that run back here. Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah Boyd steps in against Liam Devine, takes the first pitch wide of the mark, 1-0. So, Boyd, on the afternoon, singled and was stranded at second back in the first. The left-hander winds and pitches. That one up and away, 2-0. Looks like we've got somebody headed down to the St. Bonaventure bullpen as well, so we might be getting a little action down there. I don't know if they're just down there hanging out or actually going to start – Trying to warm up. Stretching. Next offering from Divine is way inside. It's three and zero. Oh. Your team, your team gets the lead. You want to go out there and make it a quick inning. And Divine behind three and zero oh to the Blue Raider leadoff batter Boyd. Now they're sending a catcher down, but um. that pitch from. Divine breaks in there for a strike. It's three and one. It's uh, number 20, Luke Rogenberg getting the three one ready pitch. to start He's throwing. Swung on and missed. Three and two is the count now. Getting ready to throw in their bullpen. Yeah, Boyd came into today's game hitting 423. He's played in all seven games, started all seven games. His eight runs batted in. The three two. Swung on and missed, strikeout for Devine, and that's probably the hardest ball he's thrown all day, 86 yeah. miles an hour. He had a little heat on that, and he got Boyd swinging. I think that was the last thing uh, they were expecting to see. Briggs Rudder will step in. Rudder singled and was stranded at first, back in the first. The Blue Raider catcher. Batting, or actually DH today, batting 368 on the season. Takes the first pitch from Divine for a ball. It's 1 0. Next pitch swings, hits the liner out in the center field, drops in front of Tarnish, the center fielder, and Rudder rounds first with a one out single here in the middle, Tennessee fourth. I'll get it going. A solid single to center by Rudder will bring up Jared Vetito, who Vetito, I should say, Vetito went down looking back in the first, probably the only at maybe non-productive at bat he's had in this series. First pitch to Vetito is going to be soft liner to third base and. Rudder able to get back quickly, so another line out to the third baseman, second one today for Blue Raider hitters, and quickly there are two out here in the Blue Raider fourth. That'll bring up J.T. Mabry, who flied out to start the second. Second baseman, number 11. She was a pop out to first baseman Zabluski, who made a nice play on it.
So Mabry, 360 coming into today's game. Takes the first pitch inside for a ball, 1-0. and Notice Devon here in the last couple of innings is to the right-handed batters especially has worked inside early. <clears throat> the 1-0 pitch. That ball is going to be hit in the air out to get center down. field, but it's not going to get down no. as Tarnish flips his hat off, then makes the catch in medium depth left center, or excuse me, right center field to end the inning. So, for Middle Tennessee, no runs, one hit, no errors, one man left on base. We've played four complete. It's St. Bonaventure 2, Middle Tennessee 1. This is Blue Raider Baseball from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Granison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Granison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Granison Associates online at gcpas.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. Welcome back to Reese Smith Field on the campus of Middle Tennessee State University. Have I got a deal for you, Dwayne? Do you? Because the Raiders got a hit there in that fourth inning. That was the Wendy's inning. So because your Blue Raiders got a hit in the fourth inning, you can text single, S-I-N-G-L-E, to 832, you're writing this down, right? I do. 83200 to receive your coupon for a free Dave's single cheeseburger. You can redeem your coupon at any Murfreesboro or Smyrna Wendy's location. Jack Putney to start the fifth inning for St. Bonaventure takes the first pitch from Caleb Peterson for a ball. It's 1 0. Next pitch in there for a strike to even the count at one and one. We mentioned Peterson came on in relief of Lee and was able to extricate the Blue Raiders from the fourth inning. Swung on and missed there by Putney. That off-speed pitch kind of tied him up. It's one and two. We've got a big shift on now. Uh, D.J. Wright uh, at the edge of the outfield grass. Um, J.T. Mabry. Probably, what, 15, 20 uh, feet into right field. And they've brought uh, Gabe Jennings over. He is on the second base or the first base side of second. And um, Brett uh, Coker is in the shortstop position. Putney fouled a ball off and then takes the next offering wide of the mark to even the count at two and two. Putney, 286. On the season, four hits in the series. He's driven in one. They definitely think he's going to pull the baseball. The 2-2 pitch. Hit down the line. First baseman, that is Wright, who backhands the ball and takes it himself. Three unassisted. Put out of Putney. 
to begin the top half of the fifth inning. That's the second time today that Wright has taken one by himself. Now that's a shift you won't see in the big leagues this year. Not allowed. I'm not sure I like that. I do. I, I, I like it a lot, but that's okay. We, we, can, we can agree to disagree. And that brings up the D.H. Thomas Grilly, 286 on the season. Grilly has struck out swinging twice today. Well, the way you beat a shift is you learn how to go to all fields. As Grilly hits this one in the air, deep toward left field, back goes Vetito. He will not be able to catch it. That's a home run, solo shot. Thomas Grilly, after striking out in his first two at-bats today, he gets a big fly, and that is 3-1 in favor of the Bonnies. And that ball off the wall of champions, so... Uh... You're finally going to get a hit. I guess that's the way to do it, isn't it? Middle Tennessee now trails three to one. Well, Grilly had had four hits, uh, the catcher number seven, but none today. Uh, didn't uh, didn't he go zero for yesterday he, as well? I he sure he, did. Yeah, I think he did. That brings up the catcher, Jackson Dijon, who got his first hit of the season in his last at bat. He was stranded at first back in the third. And he goes first pitch swinging and rips one into left field. That's going to be a base hit. And the Middle Tennessee bullpen is up and working. Let's see what we've got down there. So one out homer and now a one out single has brought the Bonnies to life. They've not, not been – they've only been ahead twice in this series. And this is the first time that they've been ahead by more than one run. And that's going to bring up Evan Dieter, who has grounded out and struck out. Had a left-hander up throwing. Just starting to warm up. Toss over to first from Peterson, and back quickly is Dijon. Dieter, 250 with one hit. It was a double as a pinch hitter and late in yesterday's game. Again, throw over to first, and Dijon gets back, and that will be the last time that Peterson can throw over in this at-bat. I think we got Jake Cothran in the bullpen. Pitch in there to Dieter, bounces in front of Boyd. Boyd runs it down, and Dijon had headed back toward first base, could have taken second, but did not, and that's a break for Middle Tennessee. So really the first big adversity Middle Tennessee's faced this weekend. They trail by two with a runner on first and only one out here in the St. Bonaventure top of the fifth inning. Peterson looks at first, goes to first. Okay, I thought he was limited to two throwovers, but I was mistaken because that's the third time he's thrown over in this at bat. Still adjusting to new rules here in the college baseball season. Pitch to the plate, misses inside mm. two and zero. Oh. Mm. So Dieter has the advantage, two zero oh count, runner on first, and only one out. See if the Bonnies want to try to play a little hit and run here. 
2-0 pitch. They do not, and Dieter swinging fouls it off down the left field line, out of play, 2-1. and one. Now, this would be a, a running count if they want to play the running game. Catcher at first, maybe not, but we'll see and throw over. And Dijon was really maybe a half step off the bag. I Peterson throw over really had no effect. I guess it uh, comes down to whether or not you've got one confidence in Dieter to put the ball in play. Pitch is there. It's hit in the air on the infield. It looks like D.J. Wright's going to make the play about three steps behind the first base bag, and that will be out number two. like to see Peterson get through this inning. That'll bring up Chet Zablewski, the first baseman, who has singled back in the second, was stranded at third. He was hit by a pitch in the fourth and scored on. Well, we're going to see the left-hander. Scored a run, scored on the sacrifice <clears throat> by Biagian. And the Blue Raiders are going to make the call to the bullpen. Jerry Myers headed to the mound, and we'll take a break. Back with the new Blue Raider pitcher. This is Middle Tennessee Baseball from Learfield. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Blue Raiders tried out their third pitcher of the day. It's the sophomore, Jake Cothran. Uh, Cothran making his second appearance. He uh, In that first appearance, he threw three innings, gave up one run. It was earned on one hit. He walked one, struck out three, has a 3.00 ERA with no record. So, at the moment, Peterson... Has one inning pitched. Has given up one hit. If my no two hits, two hits. Okay, gave up the home run and then the single. Oh well, they had. They just put another hit up on the board. That's what got me. I was looking at the, I was looking at the scoreboard trying to do the math. That's why you keep a scorebook. Don't ever trust the scoreboard. Okay. Da, 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 da. So Catherine, the sophomore, as we mentioned. Transfer yeah. uh, out of South Ju Carolina. Yeah, JUCO transfer came. Uh, he came in here from Florence Darlington Tech Community College, and he'll face 
Chet Sobluski, the first baseman, as we mentioned, who singled was stranded at third in the second and was hit by a pitch and actually scored on the ground out by Tarnish back in the fourth. So left-hander deals, first pitch swinging, ball hit in the air, out toward right field, long run, and what a great play by J.T. <laughs> Mabry. That ball had hit written all over it, and J.T. Mabry runs it down and makes a fantastic play over to the end shoulder. over the shoulder to end the inning for the Bonnies. We'll step aside. We'll take a break. Your score, St. Bonaventure's three, Middle Tennessee one. This is Blue Raider baseball from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. For the Bonnies in the top half of the fifth inning, they scored one run on two hits. There were no errors. There was one man left on base. It was the home run by Thomas Grilly that got them their their run there in the top half of the fifth inning. And that also closes the book on Caleb Peterson. He goes an inning. Uh... Gives up one run. That was the home run on two hits. No walks and no strikeouts. All right. Is that right? I yeah. believe that is correct. Yeah, he came in and got the last man in the uh, uh, top of the fourth and uh, got two in the top of the fifth before he was pulled. And the man who made the play, excuse me, I'm sorry. No, it'll be Gabe Jennings. Uh, Gabe Jennings yeah, made a pretty good play yeah, in that inning, yeah, too. Mabry, Mabry made the great play to end the inning, and Jennings will lead off the bottom half of the fifth inning by fouling it off down the first baseline out of play 0-1. Actually, uh, that play by Jennings I, I was thinking about was the one that ended the fourth, not the fifth. The 0-1 pitch. Jennings is going to hit it on the ground out to shortstop. Biagian up with it and across to Zabluski. For the out, 6-3 put out of Jennings. Pretty routine play there. That'll bring up Luke Vincent. Luke flied out to shortstop. Hit a pop-up to shortstop his first time up back in the second inning. Vincent, 280 coming into today's game. Down to 269 now after that first at bat. Offers to bunt, and the home plate umpire looks down the third baseline, asks for help from Jeff Bottoms. Jeff Bottoms says he offered. It's a strike. Didn't get that bat pulled back in time. Divine out for his fifth inning of work. 
He's only given up one run. Next pitch from Devine, a little up in the zone to Vincent. He takes it for a ball. It's one and one. The one-one pitch, nowhere, no, nowhere near. Two and one. The Bonnie defense uh, pulled around a little bit at second. They're deep up the middle in the infield. Regular depth at the corners, slightly. Yeah, definitely, in, uh, definitely playing Vincent to pull. The two-one pitch. It's going to be flared out toward left field. If it gets down, it's it. Foul. It would had a had a chance. It would have gotten down and. Been a hit had it been in fair territory is what I was trying to say. That's out there where I think a lot of the drainage has happened. You see right along the third baseline, there's a little patch of grass that's uh, brown, and they were doing a lot of work out there yesterday. Yeah, that uh, that's diamond dry that and, they've been uh, – that, and they were back out before this ball game. Spread swung on and missed. Vincent goes down swinging. Second strikeout of the afternoon recorded by Devine. Yeah, they had uh, targeted Devine to be their closer. And uh, so has to be pressed into service as a starter here. I'm not sure that you don't uh, keep him in the rotation. My apologies. Actually, the fourth strikeout of the afternoon by Devine, and that will bring up the top of the order for Middle Tennessee and Eston Snyder. And Snyder singled, stole a base, and scored back in the first and then struck out swinging in the third. You know, we saw nothing but soft stuff from him in the first couple of innings. As he floats in one in at what? 70 miles an hour. Yeah. You, you, you called that one correctly as yep. uh, he got Snyder way out in front. But he has been throwing harder here in the last couple of innings. So that makes that changeup, that 70 mile an hour changeup effective as he comes back with the 86 fastball up and away. Two and one, excuse me, one and one with two outs to the Blue Raider right fielder. Snyder in from the right side, takes that one. That is right down the heart at 84, strike two. It's one and two. And I think Snyder was expecting something with a little bit of a hump on it, and he got something that was straight as a pin. Well, one of the things about Devine, he comes uh, three-quarters, sidearm, and uh, so everything is coming out of his arm from that, uh, that same angle. He misses inside and low to Snyder. It's two and two. So I think that's... um, Messing with the the Raider timing. The 2-2 pitch inside almost clipped Snyder, 3-2. William thought he had that one, didn't he? He took a couple of steps towards the dugout. Uh, It was well inside. I'm not sure what he was thinking there, but now a 3-2 pitch from Devine to Snyder, and Snyder's going to hit it in the air off the fist out toward left field and deep. Will it get out of here? It does! Didn't think that one had a chance as Snyder got it in on the hands a little bit, but he bangs it off the Lee victory wall of champions just over the MT sign in left field, and Middle Tennessee has gotten a run closer. It's 3-2 St. Bonaventure. And that's an Old South Properties home run. It's time to go home. Old South Properties, Tennessee's favorite home builder and official home builder of MTSU and this season's home run sponsor. Tell you what, when he hit that one, I saw it come off the bat. It was not in the sweet spot of the bat. I wasn't sure it had a chance, and it just kept carrying and kept carrying and bangs off the Lee Victory Wall of Champions. That's going to bring up 
Coker, who's first pitch swinging, dribbles it down the third baseline to Putney, who picks it up and quickly throws across the diamond to get Coker. That's a 5-3 ground out to end the Middle Tennessee fifth inning. But the Blue Raiders pick up a run on one hit. No St. Bonnie errors. No one left on base. We've played five complete. Your score, St. Bonaventure three, Middle Tennessee two. This is Blue Raider baseball from Learfield. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who'll be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication, and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school, stop playing sports in college, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee draws a run closer. Big fly by Eston Snyder gets Middle Tennessee back within one. 3-2 in favor of St. Bonaventure as we head to the top half of the sixth inning. For the Bonnies, it'll be Chris Holcraft, Artin Biagian, and Jace Tarnish, that's 8-9-1 for the Bonnies. Coming back out to pitch his second inning of relief is number 34, Jake Cothran, who got the final out of the top half of the fifth inning on a great play by J.T. Mabry that prevented another Bonnie run from scoring. So Holcraft steps in. He's walked and was stranded at second. And he has singled and scored, and both times he's benefited by a wild pitch, being able to advance at least one base in both of his previous on-base opportunities. First pitch from Cothran is in there for a ball. Second pitch, low and inside, it's 2-0. and So Cothran, the sophomore from South Carolina, in a hole to start here in the sixth inning. Pitches in the zone and ripped between short and third for a base hit. So Holcraft has been on base all three times he's appeared at the plate today. Two singles and a walk. And the Bonnies have a good start to the top half of the sixth inning. Back in the uh, fourth Kept inning, uh, they decided uh, with Biagian to, uh, at bat uh, to sacrifice. Guy's been having trouble. Still looking for his first hit of the season, but that uh, sacrifice turned into something good for him. First pitch to Biagian is in there for a strike. It's 0-1. Artin Biagian, the shortstop for the Bonnies, wears number 18 on the back of his jersey. Sophomore out of Los Angeles, California, came from Glendale Community College. He rips that ball down the left field line, scatters his bullpen, though. That ball's foul, but hit it hard. Maybe the best swing of the weekend 
for the body shortstop. I, I think that's for sure. Out in front of it. Thank goodness. So Cothran will step back to the mound from the, the left-hander, pitching from the middle of the rubber, has a runner on first with nobody out. Runner goes. Ball's going to be swung on and fouled down the third baseline. Nice play by the third base coach down there for St. Bonaventure. Bear hands it and flips it right back to Cothran. So 0-2 count to Biagian. Trying to play hit and run there. So Holcraft at first. Let's see if they send him again. 0-2, they do not. Swung on and missed. Strikeout. Second time Biagian has struck out today, both times swinging. And that's another that's another first Vision Bank strikeout. First Vision Bank's proud partner of MTSU Athletics. Official strikeout partner this season. Don't strike out on your banking services. Fifth strikeout of the afternoon by Blue Raider pitchers. And that'll bring up Jace Tarnish. Tarnish has grounded out twice and lined out. He's 0 for 3. First pitch to Tarnish is outside for a ball. It's 1 and 0. 333 is the batting average for the Bonnie center fielder. Five hits and a run batted in this season. He's going to hit the next pitch on the ground to Coker. Over to Mabry. Across to right. That's a 6-4-3 twin killing to end the inning for the Bonnies. They get no runs on one hit. There were no Blue Raider errors and there was no one left on base. We've played five and a half. It's 3-2 in favor of St. Bonaventure and you're listening to Middle Tennessee Baseball from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield under the broadcasting rights granted by Middle Tennessee State University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of Middle Tennessee State University and Learfield. Announcers are provided by Learfield and approved by the university. Welcome back to Reese Smith Field. We're headed to the bottom of the fifth inning. 3-2 in favor of St. Bonaventure over Middle Tennessee. And for the Blue Raiders in the bottom, bottom half of the sixth inning, I should say, it will be D.J. Wright, Jeremiah Boyd, Briggs Rudder. So D.J. Wright, the first baseman, steps in, takes the first pitch from Devine, who's gone all the way for the Bonnies and takes it for a strike. It's 0-1. They've got a right-hander working in the Bonnie bullpen. 
as Devine misses wide of the mark to even the count at one and one. D.J. Wright grounded out to short in the first and hit into a 6-4-3 double play to end the third. Pitch to right is going to bend. I don't know how that one didn't hit him. Well, he tried to get out of the way a little bit. He made a, he made an effort to get out of the way, and it misses inside 2-1. Kind of and one. Back about a half a step. So Devine now working from the stretch. Pitches, and that ball is going to be weakly grounded down third base way and foul. It's 2-2. Two and two. I suspect DJ would rather hit than be hit. I think anybody – <laughs> would rather hit than be hit, and and, and that doesn't and that doesn't really apply just to baseball. I think if you uh, ask football players, they would rather deliver the blow than take the blow for sure. Two two offering coming from Divine, and it's hit once again off thumbs and maybe off the foot of right down the third baseline foul. It's two and two and. Third base coach for Middle Tennessee is going to kind of take a little bit of a walk down to make sure that Wright's okay. I'm trying to he didn't go very far, did no, he? No, he did. And I'm trying to determine which which coach that oh, is. Oh, that's Coach Ke- uh, Kevin Nichols. That's what that, I thought uh, it was. I, third. I, I thought it was Coach Kevin Nichols, but wasn't for sure. So the two-two offering coming again. That one well up and away, three and two. So Wright trying to get Middle Tennessee started here in the bottom half of the sixth inning. The Blue Raiders trail three to two. 3-7-0 for the Bonnies, 2-5-1 for Middle Tennessee. Here's the pitch. That ball's going to be real, but what right at the third baseman, Putney. Putney had to catch that one in self-defense as Wright yeah, just hit a rocket. That is a uh, reaction play all the way. He smoked that baseball. If that ball, had, if that ball had about two feet of elevation, it would have been in the corner, and Wright would have been standing on second base instead. It found the glove of Putney for out number one. That'll bring up Jeremiah Boyd, who singled in the first and was stranded at second, struck out swinging to start the fourth. Devine's first offering just a little bit outside, 1-0. and <laughs> Devine wanted that one. You know, from this angle, it appeared to be really close. Devine looks in, brings the pitch, and... Fouled straight back right at us, just off to our right. I bet you the camera got uh, next door got a pretty good view of that one. Yeah, that was right at the camera booth to our, what is our right. If you're facing the press box, it would have been to the left on the first base side. 1-1 count now to Boyd. He's going to foul another one off this way, but a little bit further toward the Blue Raider dugout this time, it's one and two. Yeah, that one got Another back up on the roof. Sunday afternoon baseball here at Reese Smith Field. Middle Tennessee trying to be greedy and take all four games of this series. They've won the first three. They trail 3-2 here in the bottom of the sixth. Yeah, got to come back in this one. Divine deals. Boyd takes full count. No, excuse me, two. Uh, that's only the second ball. It'll be a count of two and two here with one out in the Blue Raider fifth. Blue Raider sixth. I'll get it right in a moment. Two-two offering. Swung on and missed. Strikeout number five for Divine this afternoon. That's the second time he's gotten Boyd swinging. Two outs here in the Blue Raider sixth. That'll bring Briggs Rudder to the plate. He's 
He's had a pretty good day, huh? Yeah, not too bad. Two for two. Two for two, two singles, but both times stranded at first base. And All we're right. Getting, getting a little, getting Get a little visit to the mound here. Let's uh, let's see if uh, maybe he's hit his pitch count. I think, yeah. Uh, maybe that's one of, well, how you feel, kid? I, uh, it looked like he reached for the ball, and maybe uh, Devine said, I got enough for one more, Skip. But nope, that's it. Skipper says no, so there's a call to the bullpen. As Liam Devine has pitched a beauty here today, he'll get a chance to watch the rest of this from the dugout. We'll take a break, come back with the new St. Bonaventure pitcher. You're listening to Middle Tennessee Baseball from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. And the Bonnies have brought in a new pitcher, the right hander, number 32. That is Nathan Kladowski, a six foot, 200 pound freshman from Burgesstown, Pennsylvania. So you now fre- know as much as we know about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> freshman number seven to pitch in the series yeah. for St. Bonaventure. So, and he's gonna uh, he's gonna give us a different look than what we've been seeing through the first five and a third, or five and two thirds. Yeah, he's from the right side and a little bit of almost not quite over the top, but certainly pretty close. Yeah, and uh, as we mentioned, six feet, two hundred pounder. So he dropped dropped down from six four, six five of. Divine to the six-footer and more of a barrel-chested kind of player. And again, with uh, this being their first series, we don't have any his first appearance. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of intel on this young man, except that he's a uh, one of nine freshman pitchers. And that'll bring up Hill's face with two outs here in the Blue Raider sixth. He'll face Briggs Rudder. Rudder. DHing today is two for two, two singles, both times stranded at first base. And they've already got another right-hander up throwing. So this this may be a one and done for Kladowski. First pitch to Rudder, fastball bounces at about 58 feet, and back to the backstop, it's one and zero. Oh. Rudder at 429 after two hits today. Takes the next pitch wide of the mark, 2-0. Maybe a little nerves from the freshman Kladowski. From the windup and the pitch. That pitch is high in the zone, 3-0. 
Middle Tennessee trailing by one with two outs here in the sixth. Like to maybe find a way to eke one out here with two outs potentially. The 3 0 pitch, nowhere close, ball four. So Kladowski quickly comes in and misses the zone with his first four. And that's the first walk of the afternoon by Bonnie pitching. And then that might be why they've got that right hander already up and throwing. As Devine was five and two thirds innings, five hits of two run baseball. Both were earned. He did not walk a batter and struck out five, as we mentioned. That's going to bring up. Number four, Jared Vetito, who's 0 for 2 on the day, struck out looking and lined out to third. So runner on first with two outs, and Vetito at the plate takes the ball inside under the hands, just a little too far inside. It's 1 and 0. So, John, at this point, do you just keep taking until he throws a strike? I, I would. That's what I would expect my hitters to do. As Kladowski looks over at Rudder at first, he's going. He's coming from the stretch now, and he steps off. Game moving along at a pretty good clip, and now here in the bottom half of the sixth, kind of slowing down. You think Jared's glad he's not looking at a left-hander this set bat? Probably so. I would. I would think so. As the throw over goes, and Rudder easily back in ahead of the tag. Vetito at 3.08, as we mentioned, seven RBIs all coming this weekend. He fouls this one high in the air on the third base side. If it stays in play, it'll be an easy play for what? Putney. But it didn't turn out to be easy. Putney made the play, however, falling to the ground. And that is a pop out by Vetito to third baseman Putney to end the inning. So for Middle Tennessee, no runs, no hits, no errors, one man left on base. We've played six complete, and the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure continue to lead the Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee 3-2. to two. This is Blue Raider Baseball from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. Top of the Sabbath inning here from Reese Smithfield. Dwayne Hickey, John Callow alongside. Glad you could join us on this Sunday afternoon. The series ender, Middle Tennessee trying to be gritty and get all four games, but right now they're going to have to come from behind as we head into the top of the seventh for St. Bonaventure. It'll be Rainkey, Putney, and Grilly, two, three, and four in their lineup. And Jake Cothran back on the hill for his second inning of work. First pitch from Cothran in to Ranky on the inner half of the plate for a strike. It's 0-1. Ranky is grounded out, reached on an error, 
and then grounded out. So two ground outs, and he was on by error today for the St. Bonnie Venture left fielder who's hitting 385. Count now one and one. The 1-1 one -one pitch swung on and fouled down the third baseline. It's one and two. Ranky is a junior from Lockport, New York. Came from Erie Community College. The one-two offering, a little bit inside two and two. See, Lockport, Erie Community, that sounds to me like some clues. I think maybe it's close to the Erie Canal. I was going to say Great Lakes maybe, yeah, mm -hmm. I would. I, I, I would. Uh, I, I'll I bet would. you there was an Erie Canal lock someplace close to there. Two-two pitches lined out to short where Coker hangs out, gloves it easily for the first out here in the top half of the seventh inning. That was a lot different from that uh, line drive that he had earlier that uh, that started moving on him. That was never – he didn't have to move an inch, did he? Nope. Just put the glove up. That will bring up number 12, Jack Putney, the third baseman, who singled twice and then granted out unassisted in his last at bat. Takes a big cut at the off-speed pitch from Cothran and misses. Yeah, and the Raiders – Go back to that uh, shifting defense. That big shift. Now, Putney, Putney <laughs> says, all right, I'll, I'll teach you. I'm going to try to bunt down the third baseline. The only problem was it went foul. It's 0-2. Yeah, if he had been able to get that ball down, he could have run for a while. He might have gotten a double had uh, Cothra not, <laughs> not gotten off the mound and gone after it. It was a good, a good thought, but now he's in an 0-2 hole. The 0-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. Cothran gets his first strikeout. And it comes. That's another first vision strikeout, too, Dwayne. First Vision Bank, the proud partner of Ath MTSU Athletics. Official strikeout partner. Really? Providing more power to your business. Excuse me, that's the second strikeout recorded by Cothran. Yep. And that's number six on the afternoon for Blue Raider pitchers. That brings up Thomas Grilly, who struck out twice and hit a big fly in his last at bat. Yeah. That ball got out of here. It was he, a no-doubter. He takes the first pitch from Cothran for a strike. It's 0-1. Swung on and missed. 0-2 to the Bonnie DH. Changed up on him. Had him out in front. The 0-2 pitch swung on and fouled at the plate and right off his foot. Oh, Grilly, and he's also he's already wearing a shin guard on that front foot, the which would be his left, and it it ran right down that leg. He's going to take a walk here because mm -hmm. he is uh, feeling that. And, and let me tell you, had that been yesterday, John, it would have hurt twice. Oh. It would have hurt twice as bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Umpire giving him a little break here, going out, sweep off the plate. Yeah, yeah. Mm. A, little, a little courtesy. Yeah, uh, there from yeah. home home plate umpire Aaron Davis. Now the clock starts, and the 0-2 breaking ball got him looking. Back to back yeah. strikeouts by Cothran to end the inning in the seventh 
for St. Bonaventure. No runs, no hits, no errors, no Bonnies left on base. We've played six and a half innings in St. Bonaventure three. Middle Tennessee two back with the bottom half of the seventh. After these messages, you're listening to Middle Tennessee Baseball from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. JT Mabry to lead off the bottom half of the seventh inning for Middle Tennessee. It'll be 7-8-9. Mabry, Jennings, and Vincent to face. It looks like Nathan Kladowski will come back out for another inning of work. The Bonnie bullpen still a little bit active down there, so I think Kladowski may be on a little bit of a short leash. His team leads three to two. Down in Florida there in the first full weekend of uh, exhibition baseball. Did you see how the, the game ended between the Braves and the Red Sox yesterday? I did not. Took too long to get in the box, called third strike, ball game over. <laughs> and that was... Uh, and, and Brian Snitker, I think, handled it perfectly. He said, we got to adjust to these new rules. That's right. Uh, there was a little controversy. Is that, uh, The Red Sox catcher apparently stood up, and so the Braves batter kind of did not pay attention. And I, there, was a, there was a little, you know. So I there, think there's going to be some game. Oh, there's no doubt. These new rules. No doubt. Right now, the, the Bravos, though, uh, they are at the uh, seventh inning stretch, and they're playing a, a Yankee split squad, and they're down 7 nothing. I think it might be a rough year for my team. Uh, I'm not anticipating a, the loss of Dansby Swanson. I think it's going to be uh, pay, pay, painful for them, and I think they've got some pitching concerns as well. So it'll be interesting to watch. But right now, more concerning is the fact that Middle Tennessee lead, uh, trails 3-2 to two as we head to the bottom of the seventh. And J.T. Mabry, who's grounded out twice, will lead off the inning here in the bottom half. Uh, we've and had some good seventh innings this weekend. As Kladowski's first pitch bounces up for a ball, it's a 1-0. Next offering from Kladowski, also low and outside, 2-0. So Mabry made a really fine running catch in and short right field to end an inning on the defensive end. Let's see if he can get something going on the offensive end. And Kladowski nowhere near with that third offering. It's 3-0. That right-hander that was throwing is uh, leaning against the rail now, but they've got another right-hander that's uh, starting to stretching. Looks like he'll be ready in a little bit. 3-0 pitch from Kladowski, an off-speed pitch, finds the outside corner for a strike. 
three and one. Mabry in from the right side. Square stance, close to the plate. 3-1 offering, nowhere close. Mabry draws a walk to start the Blue Raider seventh. Well, that's how Kladowski started his uh, his stint uh, in that last inning. Came in with two outs, walked Briggs Rudder, and got uh, Jared Vitato to pop up. Pop out to third. In foul territory, but now he starts the uh, bottom of the seventh with a walk to Mabry. And that brings up Gabe Jennings, the third baseman for Middle Tennessee, who's grounded out twice, grounded out pitcher to first in the second, and then short to first in the fifth. Jennings, uh, eight uh, RBI, a couple of home runs. Yeah, he's uh, struggling a little bit right now as uh, averages drop below 200 at 192, but still early in the season as Kolodowski quickly goes over to first, and Mabry back in safely. Jennings slightly open stands from the right side. Pitch from Kladowski is a breaking ball that's a little <laughs> bit wide of the mark. It's one and well, oh. DeJohn really worked hard at framing that, didn't he? He left that ball up there for And he looked over to he even looked over to his dugout like, Coach, what else can I do? Quickly Kladowski back to first to drive Mabry in on his stomach. Kladowski from the stretch. Ball's going to be hit straight up in the air, coming back our way and out of play. It's one and one. Yeah, I think you can hear that. Yeah. That's a Zaxby's foul ball. And you just heard our PA announcer, Zaxby's the foul ball sponsor this year for Middle Tennessee. And we've got uh, two Zaxby foul poles. We do. F O. W-L, that is. Of course. The 1-1 pitch. Breaking ball from Kladowski is high, 2-1. and one. Yeah, he uh, looked like he, like he shortened over, but it was high. Yeah, it looked like he shortened his stride there. It was weird. Yeah, a little bit. Quickly to first. And Mabry back without much of a threat or a scare. 2-1 to the plate. That's a fastball on the outer half for a strike. It's 2-2. Two two. Jennings looks down to Coach Kevin Nichols at third base, gets his sign, steps back into the box. Kladowski looks in to DeJohn. Now he comes, and that ball is going to bounce in the dirt, and they're going to have Mabry picked off first. Oh, yeah. Oh, he got back in. They're saying he missed the tag. <laughs> oh, he was dead to rights. Uh, the ball bounced in the left-hand batter's box. A great backhand play by DeJohn. Mabry had started towards second and realized DeJohn made the play through behind him. And Sadowski. I thought he had. Uh, <laughs> but the umpire uh, was right there. Zablewski. I said Sadowski. Zablewski missed the tag. Yeah. So they're going to have a conversation with. Uh, the umpire wants to talk to the first base umpire. Yeah, Ra Jason Davis. Ra yeah, Jane Ra Jason Rathburn wants an explanation. Count will be three and two. The question is, will it be three and two with a runner on first? And uh, it will be. I don't think they're going to change the no, call. No, won't reverse the call. Reverse the call, and we fortunately don't have to deal with replay. 
I don't think uh, Rathman is uh, convinced. No, but, uh, he, he, no, his his demeanor would tell you he is not happy with the outcome of that conversation. But nonetheless, Mabry remains at first. Nobody out here in the Blue Raiders seventh. Full count to Gabe Jennings. Kladowski throws over to first, and Mabry back again. Boy, John is not uh, afraid of throwing behind the runner, is he? He is not. Runner goes. Ball swung on, hit high in the air down the left field line. I think it's going to get out of play. It twists and does. There you go. And maybe we'll have to retreat back to first, but Middle Tennessee on that 3-2 count started the runner. He's one of the rail birds going over to pick that ball up. Tosses it back. Yeah, you can tell it's, you know, tell it's early in the season. Normally that's a nice green patch of grass over there right now looking a little rough. Uh, <laughs> nice, uh, yeah, big patch of grass with about Runner goes, 3-2, ball inside for ball four. And the bases have two runners now as Mabry is at second and Jennings is at first. Back-to-back -back walks by Kladowski to start the Blue Raiders seventh, and that'll bring up Luke Vincent. Vincent has flied out, or piped out to short, I should say, and struck out swinging in his two plate appearances. Facing a right-hander for the first time in this ball game. And now DeJohn is going to step out, call time, set his defense, as center fielder Tarnish is going to step a couple of steps toward right center field. Double play depth up the middle, and Vincent squares to butt. They thought about throwing behind Mabry, but did not. Vincent pulls the bat back, and I didn't see the call from the umpire. It's a ball. Well, that's a low percentage play, though, trying to throw back against the runner at second base. See if Vincent squares to get bunt again. He does. This time he gets it down beautifully toward the third base line. And nobody at first, and it's going to be a single. Wow. What a mistake. As Holcraft didn't get over there in time. Yeah, that, uh, that, uh, that should have been the, uh, the wheel play uh, working there with the first baseman charging. He didn't get over there. And uh, so now you have a bunt single. Bunt single, and the bases are loaded for Middle Tennessee here in the seventh inning, and that brings up Eston Snyder, the Blue Raider right fielder, who is two for three today with a single, stolen base and scored in the first, struck out in the third, and hit a big fly yep. back in the fifth. That was his second of the, the season, oh, and we're going to see a new pitcher now, I think. Yeah, as Coach Jason Rathman's going to come out to the mound, and Nathan Kowalski yeah, is going to right-hander is already walking in this way. So we're going to we're going to pause and take a break as the, there's a call to the bullpen by St. Bonaventure and here in the seventh inning, Middle Tennessee with the bases loaded, trailing three-two. Back with more baseball after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. 
or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. Welcome back to Reese Smith Field. A pitching change by the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure. They're going to trot out number 13, Ryan O'Connell, a right-handed sophomore, 6'6", 220 out of Waterford, Connecticut, and Central Connecticut College. Making his second appearance this weekend. He threw two-thirds of an inning earlier with uh, with zeros. So, well, we've got to see what we can do about this big guy. Yeah, Klodowski has gone a third of an inning plus. Given up three walks and a, and a bunt single that should have been a sacrifice. His teammates let him down on that one, didn't they? Yes, they did. So... So you're going to have the infield playing in. You want to do, uh, you, you want to get the, Snyder needs to get the ball in play. So nobody out here in the bottom half of the seventh inning for Middle Tennessee. The bases are loaded courtesy of two walks and what was it intended to be a sacrifice that turned into a bunt single by Vincent. Leadoff batter Eston Snyder who homered in his last plate appearance is in the box, infield is in for the Bonnies. First pitch from O'Connell is a strike. It's 0-1, and this guy looks like he he could be a closer. Yeah, he might end up being because I'd say that Devine has shown that he can he can hold his own as a starter. So O'Connell with an 0-1 count on. That's through. Snyder, and Snyder punches it through the right side. It's gonna score one run. Throw coming to the plate, it's gonna be cut off in a two. RBI single here in the seventh by Eston Snyder puts Middle Tennessee on top four to three. What a great job. He goes opposite field, gets it through the drawn-in infield. I'm not sure that uh, they get that even if they're playing back, but uh, um, certainly two runs score, and we've now got runners at first and third. Still no. nobody out, and the Raiders are back on top. So... Vincent goes first to third. Mabry and Jennings both score. Snyder standing at first with a two RBI single. Middle Tennessee on top four, three. Brett Coker to the plate. First pitch to Coker, swinging and fouling it back to the screen. It's 0-1. Coker on the afternoon has lined out, been hit by a pitch and grounded out. So Eston Snyder with three runs batted in in his last two plate appearances. O'Connell to Coker. Coker swings and misses, and Snyder takes the base. And DeJohn came up like he wanted to throw and then soft-tossed it right back to the mound. Yeah, that's a, that's a, what that is is a, a play, and what you're hoping to do is get that uh, runner at third not paying attention. So now nobody out runners on Second and third, and Coker goes down swinging for the first out of the inning, and 
Coker, was, Coker swung it back-to-back pitches that weren't in the zone. Yeah, that uh, I think that was the slider down and away, and uh, uh, that's uh, that's my go-to pitch if I want to get uh, a free swinger. So D.J. Wright comes to the plate. He is 0 for 3 on the afternoon, lined out in his last plate appearance, hit into a double play in the third, granted out in the first. Two, uh, one out, two runners on, second and third for Middle Tennessee are Snyder and Vincent. Pitch to right, a fastball at 91 up in the zone. It's 1-0. and And this may be certainly today the hardest any St. Bonaventure pitcher has thrown. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This guy's getting into the 90s. We haven't seen that all afternoon. You're right. Right steps back in. O'Connell pitches. That fastball misses just wide of the mark, 2-0. and I don't think Devine uh, ever got much above 85, 86, maybe 87 once. I think I think you're right. I think it was at mid 80s and typically 84, 85. Yeah. A couple times, maybe above that. And he he spent most of the afternoon uh, throwing throwing stuff in the 70s that uh, had movement on it. He was uh, did a good job of hitting his spots. I thought kept us off balance. Pitch to right. He's going to foul it back to the screen. Makes the count. Two balls, one strike. And uh, I tell you, as well as he pitched. Uh, uh, he deserves better than uh, he's going to take a no decision in this one. So right with a 2-1 count, a chance to put Middle Tennessee further in front with a base hit. Pitch low in the dirt, gets away from the catcher, Dijon, and that's going to allow Luke Vincent to score from third, Eston Snyder to move up to third, wild pitch, and Middle Tennessee now leads by two, five to three. Three runs in in this inning, got a runner at third, just one out. How about a fly ball? That would score you here. Absolutely. Big fly would score two. So right with a 3-1 count, he's in the driver's seat. And he leads the Raiders with four home runs, 11 RBI. And he fouls this pitch. A little pitch looked like it might be a little bit down in the zone. Might have been that slider moving away from him. He gets a bat on it and knocks. I think he was protecting the plate there. And it's three and two. That left field is playing deep, isn't he? Three-two pitch, checks his swing. Does he go? Yes, he does. Strikeout for O'Connell. As they appeal to the first base umpire. He called him. He called him out. Ben Davis called him out. So that's a swinging strikeout, back-to-back strikeouts for O'Connell. Got Coker swinging, got right swing. Now two outs runner at third. And Jeremiah Boyd, who has singled and struck out twice himself, steps into the plate. Two outs here in the seventh. Middle Tennessee scored three. They're on top, five to three. First pitch to Boyd, a fastball right down the heart at 91. It's 0-1. Boyd swings at the next offering. It was an off-speed pitch, 0-2. O2 pitch to Boyd. O'Connell trying to get out of the inning. That fastball up and in to Boyd at 91. So O'Connell consistently been at 91 
Yeah, he's a uh, he's definitely a hard thrower. The 0-2 pitch is going to be fouled straight back over us. In fact, as I think about the the whole weekend, as many pitches as we've seen, he may be the hardest thrower. He certainly uh, the last the whole two days. I, I can only I can only speak for the last two days. He's thrown it harder than anybody yeah, I, for for St. Bonaventure the last two days. And he's uh, throwing harder than anybody we saw on Friday. And he gets three consecutive strikeouts to end the inning as Boyd goes down swinging for Middle Tennessee, but a good inning for the Blue Raiders as they pick up three runs, one, two hits, no errors, and no one man left on base. We have completed seven full innings in Middle Tennessee back on top five to three, back with the eighth inning as you listen to Middle Tennessee baseball powered by Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov rxawareness. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Heading into the top of the eighth inning, Middle Tennessee scores three in the bottom half of the seventh. Take a 5-3 lead. Come into the plate for the Bonnies here in the eighth. It'll be the catcher Jackson DeJean, right fielder Evan Dieter, and first baseman Chet Zablewski. So that will be five, six, and seven for the Bonnies, and they will continue to face Jake, Jake Cothran, who's out for his third inning of work. He is the pitcher of record uh, on the upside right now for the Raiders. And uh, Nathan Kladowski, the, the freshman, uh, goes a third of an inning, charged with three runs all earned on one hit, three walks, no strikeouts. He is on the downside. And so Jackson DeJohn, the catcher, who's grounded out and has two singles, steps into the box. He checks his swing for a strike. It's 0-1. James Seltz in the Raider bullpen loosening up. Wouldn't be surprised to see him come in, if not here in the uh, eighth, certainly in the ninth. Beautiful breaking ball from Cothran finds the outer half of the plate. It's 0-2. Check swing. Oh, he goes yeah. around. So three pitches in and out for Cothran here in the eighth right inning for St. Bonaventure. He gets Dijon. Uh, would you call that swinging or looking? Uh, he, he went, uh, I think he called him swinging. All right, so and that's another First Vision Bank strikeout. First Vision Bike providing more power to your business. Catherine working quickly. First first pitch strike 
to Dieter, who has grounded out and flown out. Cothran, uh, I tell you what, impressive here. Four strikeouts in two and two-thirds innings Dieter, so far. Dieter flinches <laughs> at a ball right in the middle of the plate. It's 0-2. The 0-2 pitch got him swinging. Nope. Oh, fouled it off. Sorry. Oh, they're saying okay. Yeah. All right. It's fun. Boyd tried to tag him as if. Yeah. But but I think the ball did <laughs> no, land it land in the dirt. So it's, uh, it remains 0-2. So Dieter, the right fielder, back in. I huh? think he just barely got a piece of that. The 0-2 pitch, that breaking ball, uh, well out of the zone. One and two. Yeah, that one was. Uh, just to change his eye level. So now it's what, one and two? Yeah, one and you, two. You come back with that fastball. And that's low in the dirt, blocked by Boyd. That was not a fastball. At, I, at his I, feet. I think that might have been a slider. And they'll exchange baseballs once again, and the count is now even at two and two. 77-mile-an-hour breaking ball or off-speed pitch there by Cothran. The 2-2, two -two, high and away, 3-2. Had him 0-2. I, I hate that when – but it's not like he hadn't tried to come after him. I think they wasted that uh, that o, uh, first 0-2 pitch, but uh, – 3-2, swung on, tapped over the mound. Quickly, Jennings coming across, can't make the play, gets beyond Coker into the outfield. No no harm, no foul there. As I don't think anybody touched that, did they? I no, think that's no. just one of those. That yeah, that's a hit. Uh, just Dieter, if Dieter had been paying attention, he might have been able to turn and go to second as Jennings cut in front of Coker, didn't make the play, went past Coker as he was shielded by Jennings, and quickly uh, Vetito had to come in from left field and pick up that ball. Well, that's what that left fielder is uh, supposed to do. And yeah, one of the things, back in my coaching days, one of the things that uh, I taught was that everybody has something to do on every play. And you have backup responsibilities on every single play. The 0-1 throw behind. Nice play there by Wright to block the low throw from Boyd. Uh, and Boyd that was acknowledges it. Yeah, acknowledges it. <laughs> As Zablewski is now at one and one. The first pitch was a strike. That was a ball. Zablewski. And see who's just now getting back in position from backing that play up. Oh, nice breaking yeah. ball. Breaking ball just misses outside two and one to Zablewski, who singled back in the fourth inning for his lone hit. He was actually, I'm sorry, singled in the sixth and the fourth, scored in the fourth, walked back in the second. The 2-1 pitch instead goes to first base, and Dieter is back in on his belly safely. So Cothran easily got the first out of the inning, then had Dieter in an 0-2 hole, and Dieter winds up with what can only be described as a seeing-eye single, just a little nubber past the mound. 2-1 pitch to Zablewski, and he hammers wow. that ball down the left field line, top-handed it, and it goes foul, but it had the distance and then some as Cothran got away with one there. So now a 2-2 count to the Bonnie first baseman. 
Catherine deals. Zablewski's going to put this ball in the air out toward right field. That's where Snyder, Eston Snyder, hangs out, corrals it just in front of the City Auto side, flips it back in quickly to second baseman Mabry, and there are two outs. I thought it uh, that might get a little bit farther than that. But, um, you know, ball just doesn't move in, uh, in February and March to right field here. In April, that ball is against the wall probably uh, or or more that'll bring up chris holcraft who has walked and has two singles on the afternoon about the first of uh april the prevailing winds here at reese smithfield change from blowing in from uh from center to blowing out to right field as holcraft takes the first pitch a fastball from Catherine for a strike it's 0-1 Swung on this ball, ripped That's down foul. the left field line. It's going to be foul as well, and it it didn't quite have home run distance, but it would have been could have been uh, dangerous had yeah. it stayed in play. And uh, the kids looking for that last one that went out that way were still there. Yeah, but I, I think, think they cited that one. Then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so O two now to Holcraft. Catherine like deals. Breaking ball got him looking. Strikeout to end the inning as Holcraft goes down looking. And the Bonnies are turned away. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left on place. We have played seven and a half. Your score, Middle Tennessee five, St. Bonaventure three. You're listening to Blue Raider Baseball, powered by Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive-through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Welcome back to Reese Smith Field. We head to the bottom half of the eighth inning. Middle Tennessee on top, five to three. The line for Middle Tennessee, five, six, and one. For St. John, excuse me, St. Bonaventure, three, eight, and zero. Strikeout to end the inning by Jake Cothran. Recorded two strikeouts there in the eighth inning to help Middle Tennessee keep this two-run lead. And in the eighth, they're going to send Briggs, Rudder, Jared Vetito, and J.T. Mabry to the plate, five, six, and seven for the Blue Raiders. And Ryan O'Connell back out for his second inning of the work, and he starts Rudder with a strike. It's 0-1. The 0-1 pitch, Rudder swings and fouls it at the plate. It's 0-2. We've been debating how many strikeouts. I'm going to look. I think you're you're correct. (laughs) I think it's nine. I think I may have miscounted. 
The 0-2 pitch is high from O'Connell, 1-2. and two. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, you look at the line score and uh, – the Bonnies have actually out-hit us in this ball game. That ball's going to be ripped into right field, and it's going to get down and get to the corner. That's Runner rounds first. He's going to be standing on second with a leadoff double here in the Blue Raider eighth. Oh, that's the way you want to start this off. Because with the only a two-run lead, it just takes one man on base and a blast, and you're, you're tied, so anything – Middle Tennessee can get here in the eighth, just provides a little bit more cushion. Uh, we've had a couple of pretty good eighth innings in this uh, series. Game uh, game two on Friday, we score seven. Uh, what was it, yesterday or is, was it, uh, let's see, yesterday. Yeah, six runs in the eighth yesterday, so... Vitato wants to. They got the. Uh, they've got the first baseman playing in yeah. on the grass. Yeah, almost if in they front of the cutout. Yeah, O'Connell from the stretch. Vitato takes the fastball on the outer half of the plate for a strike. It's 0 and 1. Didn't even uh, if he's going to bunt. He sure didn't give it away. Didn't give it away there. That's for sure. And so. if I'm uh, I'm Sabluski, I'm saying. Don't hit it at me because there's not a lot of reaction time there. The 0-1. Check swing, ball in the dirt, and Rudder thought about going to third. Uh, very wisely did not. Did not. He would have been he would have been a dead duck for sure. And the uh, check swing makes it 0-2 to Vetito. DeJohn could have half walked it down there to third and nailed him. O'Connell looks in to get his son from Dijon. Head 0-2 to Vetito. The pitch swung on, hit down the left field line and out of play. It's 0-2 to the Blue Raider left fielder. Vetito on the afternoon struck out looking to start his day, has lined out or popped out to third, and then Sibluski twice. is now actually. back at uh, regular depth. Yeah, with an 0-2 count. The pitch, ball's going to be hit straight up, coming back at us. John, is it going to make it to us? Not quite, but it's in the stands foul. Yeah, on the concourse and, there. And Vetito stays alive at 0-2. In the big aisle. That's a yes, he's, he's hit two uh, two little flares, or actually one was a line out to the third baseman. The second one was a little bit of a flare to go along with his strikeout. He's down to three, actually down to 286 on the season. Trying to stay alive here and keep the Blue Raider eighth rolling. And he swings and misses. Second strikeout of the afternoon for Jared Vetito. That'll bring to the plate J.T. Mabry. Mabry has grounded out twice, walked his last at bat, and scored in that three-run Blue Raider seventh. Actually led the frame off with a walk. That's right. So double by Rudder to start the inning. Vetito strikes out. Back in the seventh, first four of Raiders reached before three strikeouts from O'Connor. And O'Connor's fastball swung on and missed 
by Mabry. It's 0-1. JT, the Blue Raiders second baseman from Chesterfield, Missouri. West County. Looks out to O'Connell. Rudder dancing behind O'Connell. The pitch. Ball low and outside, one and one. Rudder back down back there getting a little exercise in trying to distract O'Connell. The outfield is deep for the Bonnies. The one one pitch coming. Ball slapped down the right field line and yep. out of play. Trying to go to right field. A little activity in the Blue Raider bullpen down there. It looks like 43. For I think that's distance. James Sales. He'll be, uh, he'll be coming in to close this thing out. If that's the case, Jake Cothran has done good work today. 1-2 pitch coming to Mabry. O'Connell looks back to second. He comes to the plate. Mabry lets it bounce in the dirt and rudder. Rudder had that thing stolen. Even I think if it's a good pitch, he's got it stolen. He goes in. Got a big jump, and we're saying stolen base, so I don't know. I thought it was a stolen base. And that's what it's officially scored as. Because the catcher made the play on the ball. So now a 2-2 count to Mabry. With and now they're moving the infield uh, in. Not on the grass, two, but close. 2-2 two, two pitches fouled away down the right side. Count remains 2-2. Yeah, two. They, they don't want to give up. That uh, that sixth run. So all positions drawn in on the edge of the grass. The two-two pitch, right at the shortstop and gets past it. That ate him up. Yeah, it was right there, right at him. Hard shot by Mabry's going to score. Rudder and Middle Tennessee do, does get that sixth run. The question is, will that be? Kevin? I think they're going to give him a hit on that. They should. I think they should give him a hit. I'm going to record it as a hit, and then we'll check it. Gabe Jennings steps to the plate. He walked and scored back in the seventh. He's they, also granted out twice. They have not put an error up. So it is a hit. Yep, they throw over to first. single to left center. Yeah, throw over to first. That's a big RBI. Bounces off the back of Mabry, but stays in play. He can't advance as O'Connor tried to pick him off and threw it in the dirt. And Jennings steps back into the box. There goes Mabry. Jennings, a little hit and run. Jennings fouls it back to the screen. It's 0-1. So 3-9-0 for the Bonnies 6-9 and 1 for Middle Tennessee. Eight men left on for the uh, for the Bonnies. Middle Tennessee to this point is left five on. Once again running, Jennings swings through and I think Mabry's going to be thrown out and he was. Caught stealing. Throw was a little high but Dijon got a lot on that and second baseman Holcraft applies the tag to Mabry and he's caught stealing. for out number two here in the Blue Raider eighth. And so Jennings now with a 0-2 count, watches that ball in the dirt. <laughs> and it's one of those where if you just wait a pitch, that one would have been an easy 
steal to second or easy uh, advance to second, I should say. But but uh, if he had been successful in the throw, you, you're at third, right? You, you got a runner at third on the that old one. Uh, the old if and buts, right? So yep. so now the one two count coming. Uh, one-two pitch, I should say, coming to Jennings. He watches another one in the dirt. As O'Connell on back-to-back pitches is, instead of going 60 feet, six inches, he's gone about 57. So O'Connell trying to get out of the inning with only one run given up, and that ball bounces past <laughs> Jennings all the way to the screen. Had him 2-0, and uh, it's gone full now. Yeah, on three pitches that haven't made it to the catcher. Nothing even close. So, Gabe back in there with a full count. O'Connell from the stretch. The pitch swung on and missed. Jennings goes down on strikes, but for Middle Tennessee in the inning, one run on one hit. There were no errors, no one left on base, and as we head to the top of the ninth, Middle Tennessee with a 3-1 lead at 6-3 Blue Raiders. You're listening to Middle Tennessee Baseball, produced by Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850, and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850, and let me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Headed to the top of the ninth. Jake Cothran will come back out to see if he can finish this thing out. Middle Tennessee with a defensive adjustment. They're going to run Cam Johnson out in to left field to replace Jared Vettito. Johnson wears number six, a six-foot, 180-pound sophomore out of Seymour, Tennessee. Began his collegiate career at Dyersburg State over there in the western corner of our lovely state. And we've got uh, pinch hitter. Pinch hitter for, uh, for the Bonnies. This is number two. That's going to be Pierce Hendershot. Yeah, yep. Who started at second base yesterday. Hendershot will step in against Cothran. First pitch is wide of the mark. It's 1-0. and Hendershot yesterday walked. Struck out, flew out, and had a double. Trying to get something going here in the Bonnie ninth. Second pitch from Catherine finds the inner half of the plate. It's one and one. Jake deals, breaking ball, and a beauty. <laughs> it's one and two. Hendershot really... I think he was looking for something that was a little straighter than that, just kind of took that, and it was a beauty. One, two to the Bonnie pinch hitter. 
Swung on and fouled over toward the St. Bonaventure dugout on the third base side. It's count remains one and two. Cothran looks in to get the sign from Boyd. Here he deals. Swung on, a little flare down the third baseline. Can anybody get there? No. Boyd came closer than anyone at coming out from behind the plate as Jennings couldn't quite get there. Boyd gave a valiant effort, but it falls harmlessly to the turf. And now for for Jeremiah Boyd, he's got to walk off. He's got to go all the way back behind the plate, get the mask, catch his breath. Call a pitch, squat back down. Just a lot of a lot of stuff going on there. That's what catchers do. So Boyd sends the signal out to Cothran, who now finds the rubber. He's got uh, he's got a hinder shot set up. The one-two pitch is going to be fouled down the third baseline. Count remains one and two. Middle Tennessee, basically straight away, deep in the middle of the infield, a little shallow in center. Normal depth at the corners in the outfield. The one-two pitch. That ball is high. Pops out of the mitt of Boyd, but he regains it and flips it back to Cothran. Count now two and two. Two-two offering. Swung on. It's going to be dribbled down toward first base. Taken (laughs) by... D.J. Wright. D.J. Wright. That's his third unassisted play today as he tags out Hendershot, who sort of wanted to dance a little bit, but Wright said, nope, I'll just tag you in. You know, uh, I think Wright was very smart there because I think that had he tried to take the ball back to the bag, he might have – Hendershot might have beat him. Yeah, might have beat him. So just – Stand there. The runner's got to, st- uh, you know, as long as you stay out of the, the runner's lane, the runner's got to stay in the lane. So you just stand there and make him come to you. First pitch to Jace Tarnish is a ball, 1-0. Second one high as well, 2-0 to the Bonnie center fielder, who is also their leadoff batter. He's grounded out twice and hit into a double play along with a line out. The 2-0 pitch, that one on the inner half for a strike. And Tarnish looked back at home plate umpire Aaron <laughs> Davis and said, what? Yeah. And Mr. Davis said, I got a plane to catch. I don't think he said that. I don't think so either. 2-1 pitch is going to almost <laughs> clip him. I don't know how Cothran didn't get Tarnish there. It kind of came between his elbow and his hip. Count now 3-1. and one. So, Carthen, try not to put a man on here. 3-1 pitch is high and away, ball four. Wow. And not really what you wanted here in the ninth. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Do they get Sells back up? Yeah. Sells is back up throwing. Yeah, he was throwing in the eighth inning. Kind of expected to see him come on from, uh, for, the, for this ninth. And Ranky comes to the plate. He's grounded out twice. Reached on an error and hit a line drive at the shortstop. Cothran's first pitch to Ranky is a breaking ball that bends around the plate but does not catch any of it. It's 1-0. and I'd like to see a ground ball here. That would be nice. Get two and 
take it to the clubhouse. The 1-0 pitch in the dirt, 2-0. I suspect if Cothran doesn't. Uh, yeah, this might be his last batter unless there's an out got, yeah. gotten. The 2-0 pitch, not even close, 3-0. And, and the St. Bonaventure dugout getting a little excited over there. Yeah. Trying, to, They know that if they get two men on, then a blast ties this thing. Ranky way in on the plate, the 3-0 fastball on the outer half for a strike, 3-1. Ranky was in on the inner line of the batter's box and almost leaning over yeah. the plate. One of the reasons that run we got in the uh, bottom of the eighth was so important. So now the 3-1 offering to Ranky back in his normal batting stance. He's going to swing and hit a rocket out to Mabry, flips it over here to Coker. Four, six, does it three? No, the throw from Coker was high right, made a nice play on it. Couldn't quite get the swipe tag as Ranky got behind him and was able to get to first base safely. So you've got a fielder's choice, but you also got uh, got uh, so that will be Coach Myers asked him to to discuss that amongst themselves. The three umpires four six. At the moment, I don't, I, I don't think he got him. From this angle, it didn't appear. Uh, Rinky appeared to be all the way beyond. Yeah, they call the, him safe. Yeah, so. beyond, okay. beyond the swipe tag. So, uh, so that's going to bring Jack Putney up, the third baseman, who has singled twice, granted out unassisted, and struck out. And that strikeout was against Cothran. Both of those hits were early against Justin Lee, the as starter. Foul, as he fouls the first pitch from Cothran off down the first baseline, it's foul. So two outs, runner at first. The runner is Ranky. He got there on a fielder's choice. Hendershot, Tharnish have recorded the outs. And the 0-1 is inside, 1-1. One one. So Cothran trying to wiggle out of this thing. He has a three-run lead here in the night, 6-3 in favor of Middle Tennessee, and two outs. Got the big shift on. And that ball is going to be hit out into center field. That's where Vincent hangs out. He drifts back toward the 395 sign, pulls it in for the final out. That'll be a fly out to center field for Putney, and Middle Tennessee gets the sweep on the weekend over St. Bonaventure, the final game. Middle Tennessee wins this one. Six to three to take the four-game series. The Blue Raiders now run their record to six and two on the season, and St. Bonaventure falls to 0 and three. We'll take a break. We'll come back with some post-game stats, and we'll also have an interview with Coach Jerry Myers. That and more as you listen to the Blue Raider post-game show. This is Middle Tennessee Baseball, powered by Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. 
For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip with its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans. It's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who'll be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Hey Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656 or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go Blue and I'll see you at the game. This has been Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game was presented by Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Let's go back to the stadium. And welcome back to a victorious Reese Smith Field on the campus of Middle Tennessee State University where the Blue Raiders this afternoon win 6-3 over the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure to sweep the four-game series. And... Uh, the hitting star today for Middle Tennessee was Eston Snyder, three for four with three runs driven in. And uh, Middle Tennessee got another good set of pitching performances. Today had to use three pitchers, but Justin Lee, Caleb Peterson, and then Jake Cothran to close it out did a nice job. Well, you got to just uh, pin a star on Jake Cothran. What a great job. Five strikeouts, uh, and he was uh, moving the ball around changing speeds, everything that you would want out of uh, a long reliever. And uh, i got to tell you, uh, St. Bonaventure, uh, after losing three and a couple of them really badly, had an uh, opportunity to come in here and uh, and uh, 
play like dogs, and they did not. This was a very competitive baseball game. Certainly was a, a very competitive baseball game, and, and a game where you know they took the lead, and, and really Middle Tennessee had to have that big seventh inning to to come back and, and take the lead, and that's where I think Cothran was very impressive. Yeah. Once his team got the lead back, there was only maybe one opportunity after that for St. Bonaventure. To, to score and and Cothran shut them down. You got to uh, give uh, a lot of credit to Liam Devine, the uh, the starter for the uh, the Bonnies. Goes five and two thirds, gives up two runs on five hits. Did not walk anybody. Struck out five. Uh, he gave his cha- uh, ball club a chance to win this ball game. And when he left, he would have uh, he would have been in line for a win. Freshman. Uh, uh, Nathan Kladowski comes on. He uh, he struggled. I don't know how you can say it any other way. He gives up uh, three runs uh, on a hit, but those three walks just absolutely came back to uh, to bite him, and uh, he ends up taking the loss. Brian O'Connell, uh, I was impressed by that young man. Came on. Uh, he was throwing strikeouts, struck out five. You know, they struck uh, – they had 10 strikeouts uh, on the game, so uh, that was, I think that's the most uh, uh, for the Raiders this season. So you got to give a, a lot of credit to this St. Bonnie team. They did not uh, roll over and play dead. You know, after yesterday, it would have been very easy for them to have come in here and kind of gone through the motions and try to get on the bus and head back to New York because they do have a long trip home before heading out west to, to New Mexico. But they did not do that. They came out. Gave it their best shot, and Middle Tennessee uh, found a way to claw back late to get in front and hold the lead. And, and again, over a four-game series, Middle Tennessee used only nine pitchers. Uh, and early in the season, you've got the flexibility maybe to use a few more pitchers, but today they didn't have to. And it looks like we're ready to go down to the field to uh, – I think Austin Pert is going to try to get our interview with Coach Jerry Myers. We can. I know it's a little loud. Uh, there's Austin trying to get Coach uh, Coach Myers and let's see if we can go go down to the field and catch. They're going to try to get a little bit closer here, a little extra noise through the speakers at Reese Smith Field. So we'll see if we can head down to the field here just momentarily. It looks like actually we're going to have Eston Snyder up first. Thank you. So we got a little Snyder right. greeting some fans cool. there. So let's uh, see if we can get Austin's. Uh, well, maybe we're maybe we're not quite ready to go down there. It feels good. I mean, you know, like I couldn't have done it without like the support from everybody else, you know, because like when you're struggling, it's obviously hard. But, um, you know, everyone got it around and, you know, Coach Nichols still had to trust in me and Coach Myers. And um, just it feels good to kind of, it feels really even. So. Yeah, well, you were down by two runs today and you came back and you won the game. Uh, what does that, you know, speak up like the team's character? I think it just shows that, um, you know, like our dugout never, they're never quiet. They're always ready to go. Like I think, um, you know, it started off slower than normal, and it just showed that we just stay locked in, we stay focused, and like that, no matter what time it is, we're gonna, we're gonna score. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you. 
Coach Myers is still meeting with the pitchers. Yeah, that's, uh, that was uh, Austin Pert with Eston Snyder. Looks like Coach Myers is still down there meeting with the pitchers. So we will uh, continue to kind of give you some postgame stats as we wait for Coach Myers to finish his debrief with the pitchers. So on the afternoon, let's take a look at some of the stats for Middle Tennessee. Sure. All righty. Uh, looking at uh, Eston Snyder, what can you say? Three for four, scored a couple of times, drove in three. We had talked about how he struggled a little bit. Uh, well, he didn't struggle today. Uh, Briggs Rudder, a uh, good day. Three for three, uh, scores a run. And uh, Jeremiah Boyd, uh, only one for four, but he gets an RBI and he extends that hitting streak now to, was that, eight games, isn't it? It is. So uh, Raiders uh, score six on nine hits. Hey, St. Bonnie, nine hits. Uh, and uh, big uh, the big one over there is Jack Putney goes two for five. And then uh, Chris Holcraft, uh, the second baseman, two for three. So those were the hitting stars. Let's look at uh, the pitching. Uh, we had talked about Liam Devine uh, for St. Bonaventure. He goes five and two-thirds in his first start. He gives up two runs, both earned on five hits, no walks. You know, that's uh, that was a big uh, thing for him. Wasn't throwing hard, but uh, he, was, uh, he was mixing it up, throwing a lot of soft stuff, getting us on breaking balls, five strikeouts. Uh, we talked about Nathan Kladoski. He takes the loss. Goes a third of an inning, gives up three runs, all earned on one hit, and those three walks, no strikeouts. But Ryan O'Connell came in, came in and uh, except for that uh, that single, and that was a big single. Um, he came on to face uh, Snyder, and Snyder worked him, went opposite field, two runs single. And uh, other than that, uh, I thought O'Connell was really, really good. Gives up just one run on three hits, no walks, five strikeouts. On the Middle Tennessee side on the pitching, Justin Lee uh, goes three and two-thirds, two runs, both earned on five hits, one walk, four strikeouts. Caleb Peterson goes an inning, uh, gets uh, uh, gives up uh, two hits, one run on two hits, no walks, no strikeouts. Then Jake Cothran, the big, uh, the big winner, comes on. Goes the last four and a third, no runs on two hits, one walk, five strikeouts. Those five strikeouts were just absolutely huge for the Raiders. So that, those are your final stats. Looks like uh, head coach uh, finally going to – I guess one of the things he's got to do is tell his pitchers, boys, you will get a chance to pitch. Yeah. Uh, so. so we're going to see if Austin can get us with head coach uh, Jerry Myers here just momentarily as he doing his duties as an SID, trying to make sure everyone's got the stats they need, and he's uh, – uh, corralling Coach Myers as we speak, so hopefully we'll go down there just shortly. Yeah. Let's see if we can uh, we'll make sure that uh, Austin sees us and that we're, that we're ready. Well, I'm going to make sure uh, here he's still walking with Coach Myers toward home plate, trying to get us in a beneficial spot. Uh, we got uh, Dwayne up there. That's his name. It's normally Chip, but he's unavailable. All right, we're here with head coach Jerry Myers after today's 6-3 win over St. Bonaventure. Clinches the series sweep in this four-game set. Coach, it was a closer game today. Uh, 
how do you feel about being able to pull off a, a win like this? I think it was a, a good game for us in terms of uh, we had to exhibit some character. They had a good lefty out there who um, was an older guy, knew what he wanted to try to do, had a pretty good game plan, and pitched us in a way that we haven't seen yet uh, for the most part, and uh, went through some stretches there where we uh, we came up empty quite a bit. Uh, a really good job by Jake Cothran coming in to kind of kind of settle things and put up some zeros to give us a chance once we got to their bullpen a little bit to, uh, and got the lefty out of there that uh, – uh, we were able to do a little bit of damage after that and then able to close it out. We made some good plays again defensively. We executed a bunt with, uh, that, at a crucial point in the game where uh, we had a chance to uh, uh, take the lead, and we did it uh, with Luke Vinson and uh, some other guys. Uh, Eston Snyder came up with a hit when we needed to to tack on. What's it like to have to you know, produce runs you know, station to station? You've been hitting the long ball all week. Uh, today it was a little bit different in terms of the playing conditions. Maybe the weather is a factor. Uh, what's it like to have to change your offensive approach on a Sunday like this? Well, I mean, it's good for you. Gotta, we talk about it all the time. You got to find a way to win in a lot of different ways. You're going to get behind sometimes. You're going to be get way ahead early sometimes, and you got to play with a lead. Sometimes you got to play in a back and forth game. Sometimes you there's no score, and you're you're, you're seeing who can uh, you know crack crack it first and, and uh, you know there's a lot of different complexions of how the game can go you got to try to figure out a way to win any of those uh, obviously there were some at bats early on that we uh, would have liked to have had another shot at but you don't get that uh, second chance on on some of those and you know before we turn around and we're in the fifth or sixth inning and you know we're in a tight ball game so uh, I really uh, feel good about the fact that our guys stuck with it. Uh, we got to the bullpen, uh, did a little bit of damage with the lefty before he got out of there, and we were able to keep it close because we played defense and threw strikes for the most part. And, and uh, like I said, Catherine was very big uh, for us. Uh, station to station, we would try to run a little bit, do some things, but their catcher uh, has one of the best arms that, that we've seen in, in a long time. And he gets, gets, gets rid of it, and he picked a couple and tried to back pick us. Uh, the kid's a really good player and had nine pickoffs last year, so um, it was hard to do much uh, uh, in terms of running game. And then finally, you use only six pitchers in the previous three games of this series. How big is it to come into a, a Sunday getaway with bullpen depth? Um, you know, it was it was good. We had a couple other guys down there, and a couple other guys that uh, even sells that only th he only threw 19 pitches the other day, and felt good again today. And he could have thrown at the end if we needed him to. But uh, to play four games, and then you know, also you're not looking ahead by any means. But you got a game on Tuesday, and you're trying to trying to uh, make sure that you don't overextend. Maybe uh, some guys that you feel like you're going to use consistently out of the bullpen. And um, so you know, I would have still have liked to got a couple more guys in there that haven't pitched yet or that only has, have been in there once, but uh, but it was good. Uh, we had uh, three guys get in there today and uh, got a little bit of uh, experience for two freshmen again as well with uh, Justin Lee getting us off to a decent start as well. Perfect. This is head coach Jerry Myers. Thanks, Austin, for that uh, uh, that interview with coach head coach Jerry Myers. And, you know, John, uh, before we send it to our final break, you know, again, I think uh, – is a plus minus with the pitching today is the fact that you got nine pitchers in over a four game uh, series. You'd like to see more, but it also bodes well that down the stretch maybe you can do that when you need to yeah, do that. You're absolutely right, and uh, uh, you know you you got to come out of this feeling good, and uh, we'll need to feel good because Belmont's going to be ready for us on Tuesday. 
Well, let's step aside, take our final break. John, I'll come back to wrap it up from Reese Smith Field, where today Middle Tennessee runs the record to 6-2 and two with a 6-3 victory over St. Bonaventure. We're back to wrap up Blue Raider baseball after these messages on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider sports. Welcome back for the final time here at Reese Smith Field, where this afternoon Middle Tennessee gets a 6 3 win over St. Bonaventure. Before we wrap it up, let's pause 10 seconds. The for flagship station for Blue Raider sports. To identify themselves, this is Middle Tennessee baseball from Learfield. The flagship station for Blue Raider sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Middle Tennessee gets the four-game sweep over St. Bonaventure. They start off with a doubleheader sweep on Friday, 16-3, 6-2. They win yesterday, 17 
to one today, a six-three victory. And John, over the four-game series, thirty-six strikeouts by Middle Tennessee yeah, pitching. Yeah, a lot of good pitching. Uh, uh, you got to feel good about it. Uh, you know how much of it was a team that was coming out of the north, probably hadn't been outside. But you know they played us two pretty good ball games. They uh, they uh, they were ve- uh, a lot more competitive than you you might think from some of those scores. But uh, regardless of that, uh, the the Bonnies dropped zero and four. The Raiders improved to six and two. It's been a long time since we've been six and two at the beginning of a season. So final numbers: uh, the Bonnies go. Uh, three runs, nine hits, no errors, uh, and they leave. Eight men on base. That uh, uh, certainly will come back to haunt them. And for the Raiders, six runs on nine hits, one error, five left on. Winning pitcher is Jake Cothran. He's now 1-0. and Loser is Nathan Kladoski. Uh He is 0-1. And, and um, we played this one in two hours and 46 minutes. That's about all I have to say. 246. Well, don't forget, Middle Tennessee back at home on Tuesday afternoon for a 3 p.m. first pitch against Belmont. Your friend Dick Palmer will will be back with me. We'll be with you. I'm looking forward to it. 245 pregame right here on the Blue Raider Network for our friend Jackson Smith back at the studio who's kept us on the air today. We say thank you. We're glad that all of you could listen on this victorious weekend for Middle Tennessee, they find, they sweep the series with a 6-3 victory today over St. Bonaventure. Good afternoon from Reese Smith Field. This has been Blue Raider Baseball. Today's game was presented by Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Blue Raider Network. We now return to regular programming on